0: The stakes are so high, Mary Ellen. <laughs> the world is waiting to find out what we think about this robot movie. That's true. That is true. And they're particularly waiting to find out what we think about it in relation to The Witch.
1: Yes. I'm I'm I hope there will still be audience members after our episode <laughs> of The Witch.
0: And they haven't yeah, all We like... haven't At the time of recording this app, we haven't yet put out our episode about The Witch, so we don't know what people thought about it. There's so, going to be riots. There's going to be protests. There's going to be a lot of anger at us for not liking it as much as we should have. Well, and I don't then know. then there might be anger at us for liking this movie. I don't know.
1: I hope everyone, whatever we say, people are just angry. That's my goal for this podcast.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to Let's Watch Two Movies. Watching movies is fun, but why only watch one when you could watch two and hear us talk them through? then we'll tell you our analyses
1: let's watch two movies hey guys i'm maddie i'm mary ellen and we watched two movies. We did. And we got another two under the belt. Yup mm-hmm. just just kicking back another couple of movies. I my dad. I feel like I told him the name of this podcast before, but I told him it's <laughs> let's watch two movies. And he's like, "Oh, what two movies are in this episode?" And I'm like, "No, we only do one in an episode." And he was like furious. He could not understand. I mean
0: it's it's one of the greatest things about our podcast. I is think that so. The title. The title, first of all, is excellent. And then, second of all, perfectly describes what we do, which is watch one movie. Right. And then another movie. Sure.
1: Later. You know, I think it's what I see in our title, it's kind of a critique of that sort of instant gratification culture uh, we see kind of emerging in America. People want what they want right immediately, right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And we are saying, look, we got two movies for you. We promise we've always, we've never yet. We haven't yet failed to deliver the second movie. That's a good point. But You just got to, you got to wait. You got to just like maybe meditate for a week and and just think about kind of the insight we've provided. (laughs) Uh, That's what I think.
0: I think that's a really good point. I mean, (laughs) kids today, kids today, they want two movies right away. And that's not what we give them. No, we give them hours of analysis of one movie. And then hours of analysis of another movie yes after they wait a week mm-hmm. yeah and i think anyway i think that's really
1: what the kids
0: need you know i mean they're really responding to our show all oh, the kids <laughs> the kids are i sure. think our, our entire demographic is like cool two teenagers yeah two um, teenagers I have no idea who our demographic is. I think our demographic is people who like The Witch and don't like Ex Machina. So as usual, oh, we're, no. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. Um so those are the two movies that we selected yeah. and last week we already did The Witch. So if this is your first time listening, you should probably go back and listen to that first or not. I mean, you can just
1: do whatever you want. Yeah. We we try to leave um listeners their free will. We're big on that.
0: We try to. Yeah. But we don't always succeed. Sometimes we have to take it away from them. And there's people just have to accept that going into our show. (laughs) Sure. Um, so this movie, uh, what do I want to say? Maddie really likes Um, it. I really like this movie. (laughs) That doesn't mean that it's without flaws Mm -hmm. and I'm happy to get into the It's not like a Fury Road,
1: for example.
0: No, no, no. It's not on that level for me where I watch it and I'm like, this is a perfect film. Mm -hmm. But it is a movie that I really enjoyed a lot and at the time it it came out in twenty sixteen and at the time I was like, I hope that this movie signals a trend and that there are gonna be more horror movies that are like this. Mm -hmm. And um then when The Witch was kind of billed to me as being a similar movie, which I think it is, um, I was I was all the more disappointed by The Witch because I was like, I don't feel like The Witch is as careful about setting up its arguments mm-hmm. and as I don't know, like this this movie also has a male writer and director, a white male writer and director, Alex Garland, classic, Gardened, and. <laughs> I, we talked about Black Swan before on the show. Like we've talked about movies that are sort of representing the female experience and like still have a male director. Yeah. Um, I don't know that this movie necessarily tries to represent the female experience. It's, it's a movie that's about guys and how men see women and Mm -hmm. is very critical of that among other things. It's about tech bros and tech culture
1: Mm-hmm. But I've seen, I saw an interesting interview. What's the, we should probably know the writer director's name. It was Garland, Alex Garland. Alex Garland. Garland. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I saw an interview with him where they're like, wow, you kind of nailed like these things happening in tech culture. And he's like, I honestly don't know a ton about tech culture. For me, it was mostly like looking at masculinity and the way different types of men kind of play off of each other. Um, and so that is, I guess that's manifesting in tech culture, but he wasn't super familiar with that but he was able to nail it I think regardless
0: yeah I mean I guess it's kind of a classic like mentor figure Mm -hmm. letting you down sort of a story I mean there's some sort of universal masculine parables happening here with the two male characters Mm -hmm. and then there are two female characters there's really only four characters in this movie and it feels like a play and all of the actors have have a tough time and have to do a lot with some really subtle things and also some good writing. I mean, I I think the script is good Mm -hmm. and I I read some interviews with Alex Garland too. And one of, in one of them, he was talking about how he didn't feel like he had really, he really saw himself as a director. He just more identified it as a writer and was like, I feel like the cast really brought their own interpretations of the characters. And I don't take credit for anything that Oscar Isaac did or anything that Alicia Vikander did. They came in, being like, this is how I want to perform the part. And I thought that was great and kind of just let them run with it. Mm. And I I mean, he's being a little unfair to himself because I feel like he also like Alex. set up scenes yeah. in a clever way. But give yourself I, some I credit, thought It bro. was cool that he that the actors apparently played a really big role in deciding what their characters would be like and and how they would behave
1: yeah um yeah. so
0: i'm happy to give credit to all four of them for that
1: yeah well and apparently um so alex garland i think up until now he's mostly he's just written for movies um and this was i think his first directing debut yeah um, and he also wrote a couple of video games which i thought was ooh, interesting that is really interesting
0: i it wasn't anything i was super familiar with i unfortunately his other work isn't it it was all very successful movies. I think he wrote Twenty Eight Days Later, yeah, and like a twenty eight days and like sunshine. really popular horror movies. Yeah. Um, that I just don't know a ton about. But I mean, I think this movie's cool, so I should probably check out his other work and not just watch this movie another time. Just
1: live your life, man. You can.
0: So I'm again, I don't think this movie's perfect, but I think that if we're going to elevate movies from 2016 and say that they are an example of like feminism or empowerment or whatever. I, I would really rather people look at this movie than the witch Mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to make that case. I don't know that the director was necessarily making the movie about feminism, but he was making a movie about gender and he's been pretty upfront about that and like gender and sexuality and masculinity and, those those things those themes are present in the work and that was intentional yeah um yeah as opposed to the witch where we talked about how rob eggers was like i don't know i kind of made a feminist movie by
1: accident <laughs> I, it was really just a documentary about a witch and then you yeah. know people took meaning <laughs> like, from it
0: and the movie didn't really carefully navigate the idea of a witch and the idea of you know, gender and society and social roles and, like, the construction of those roles. And I think that Ex Machina is trying really hard to navigate those exact things. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it succeeds is a good question, but I, I just think if we're going to give somebody a bunch of feminist cookies or something, it should probably be those. <laughs> guy. My favorite I'd... kind. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know. Um, um, but I don't really want to give cookies to anybody because as this movie teaches us, men are, you know,
1: trash. So Yeah, I, that is is the um lesson yeah um but i will so i mean the basic structure of this movie it's about we kind of teased it last episode but it's about these two guys a boss and one of his like he's basically like mark zuckerberg and one of his many employees yeah and the boss introducing him to this robot um and what i feel that he's made not just like a robot and just like hey meet this robot (laughs) i was traveling and i ran to this (laughs) robot that would be an interesting movie um (laughs) But what I think, I was much more, like, I feel like The Vivitch The Witch, I feel like it tries to be a movie where it opens a lot of doors and, you know, brings up issues where maybe there are no easy answers and really makes you think and kind of have different interpretations of the character motivations. I didn't feel that. Whereas with Ex Mahina, um, I, I feel like it, there's a fine line for me with movies that, lean too much on ambiguity where they're like well who knows the answer and i'm like fuck you like try to take a stand <laughs> on something you know yeah um, whereas i felt like ex mahina had enough there, there um for you to kind of like get certain t- like i don't think there's there's a very heavy or obvious moral um lesson or anything like that but and and I don't know, there's, there's enough of, uh, of like a direction, I guess, where the open questions are um, more interesting and, and fun to kind of play with. Um, so I felt like Ex Mahina succeeded in that way, whereas The Witch uh, didn't in my own you know, experience.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I I was joking around with you before this show about how I feel like everyone on the internet is wrong about Ex Machina, which is not <laughs> true. Um, <laughs> some people are right about it, and by yeah. right, I mean they agree with me. But <laughs> a whole lot of people have wildly different interpretations yeah. about the morality of the different characters in this movie, and that in and of itself is really fascinating, yeah. even if I don't agree with a lot of the interpretations. And the fact that you can watch this movie multiple times and notice new things every time which i have this is my third time seeing it and um i've read a lot about it and thought a lot about it before Mm -hmm. and each time i i still think about it and look at each character's face and think what are they thinking in this scene what are they thinking now what does this mean Mm -hmm. and it's really rare that i find a movie that offers that much opportunity to like really overthink what each character is thinking about and that's really cool so that's Obviously we aren't even at the recommendation section yet but I'm like clearly recommending it.
1: It's also okay. very like meta on that level because the central mystery or plot is basically this guy who's like our audience stand-in in a way um mm-hmm. trying caleb yes caleb. played by donald gleason yes shout out
0: who's been an audience stand-in for us before and frank hey. which is a previous
1: episode of this show yeah we liked frank um spoiler um what was i even fucking saying you interrupted sorry me. Okay. i don't know oh um <laughs> well it's it's meta in that um our audience stand-in is trying to analyze the intentions and um it, Like alliances of this robot the whole time Um, Mm -hmm. and just watching her very carefully for uh, what she expresses and what she um, lets show Uh, and so it is like a meta narrative where we're almost like observing these three while one of them is observing the robot Mm -hmm. it's very cool Um, and meanwhile
0: like Caleb's mentor is also observing everyone over TVs and stuff there's a lot going on in this movie a lot of watching everyone's watching each other yeah. yeah and kyoko's watching everyone's mm. watching it's cool yeah. so so i guess we should talk about just the plot Show at up. least the initial plot
1: um the only time so it's the movie starts with the only time we see outside of um mm-hmm. nathan who's like the zuckerberg he's the ceo of blue book which is like facebook slash a google. google yeah yeah kind of a google yeah it's more anyway, google um, but the book is more facebook so um, but, yeah, yeah, so it's it's the only scene outside of his giant-ass estate. And it's Caleb at his, his like, very... Job. Yeah, well, it's a very on-point, like, open-office tech job. We could tell, <laughs> yeah. like... I was like, damn, like, they set this up. Like, just that whole, like, set design was very good. Um, so we, like, automatically are like, oh, this is a tech kid. Um, and he gets a notification on his computer that he's won a contest.
0: Mm-hmm. But there's actually no spoken dialogue in this yeah. scene it's just like a song playing and it moves very quickly and it's like exciting and happy and nerve-wracking yeah um it's this is like you know, the the moment in the, the horror or thriller where things are still good for the character and, and you're sort of but also excited and scared. Yeah. And um so you just see him getting this notification that he's won a contest and then you see him like texting his friends and being and they're they're really excited for him. He gets like fifty he, texts at once. <laughs> yeah. He looks really excited but he also starts to look kind of nervous at the same time. Yeah. And we're like, wow, what is this contest? Like it's not that he won a bunch of money, like it's some sort of actual thing and then we realize he's going on a trip Mm -hmm. and we see him with a suitcase and he's getting on a a helicopter
1: um it packs so much information with just visual like one of the texts is like take me with you and yeah it's just like you get these like visuals after each other and you're like okay he's won a competition um it's a little overwhelming to him but he's excited and doesn't really understand how he won uh and it involves going on a trip and he's like yes you know
0: and then you get ah this is like such good writing like this whole freaking movie i'm gonna have so many compliments people are gonna be oh brother um so he's he's talking to the guy who's who's flying the helicopter Mm -hmm. and he's like you know when let me know when we get to the estate and the guy's like are you kidding we've been flying over his estate for like the past 10 miles and it's like oh we're visiting a rich guy and then that's like your first clue that like this is gonna be.
1: I think he says the past <laughs> two hours. Yeah, like, yeah, like shit. some
0: some in very long period of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful location, Yeah, like mountains, waterfalls, forests. This is in the middle of nowhere, so not only is this a rich guy, much like Zuckerberg mm. who bought all the houses around his house yeah. so that he could have privacy. Because he values which privacy. Which pretty fucked up, by the know. way. Yeah. Um, this guy also values privacy. And, yeah, so we see him eventually, but not yet. Um, so Nathan, or not Nathan. Caleb. Caleb gets out of the helicopter. He has to duck down so that the helicopter thingies don't hit him in the I lo- head. All these
1: little visual cues and, like, I actions. Really like it. They're really good. I like good. so much of it.
0: Oh, it's good. And, he and like- he's, like, wheeling his little wheelie bag through the forest <laughs> awkwardly. Yeah. And it's
1: silent. And you're like, where the fuck is he going? Yeah. Even, um, like, when he pulls his cell phone out of his pocket and, like, the his jacket, like, he can't really get it out of the pocket. Like, it's it's all these little touches where you're like, oh, Caleb's, like, an awkward person. Um, yeah. And we get that very but quickly. But also, he's
0: out of his element. Yeah. And, but, I mean, he's the audience stand-in. And so yeah. he gets to this brown, like, wall-like compound. Yeah. But it's, like, in the middle of the woods, so it's sort of... <sighs> i'm trying to think how to describe this it's well it's like integrated with the rocks around it and stuff yeah i don't know what you it's cool it is cool but it's also like futuristic at the same time yeah um
1: minimalist i don't know
0: yeah yeah minimalist is a good word so he walks up to it and there's one door to get in and the door starts talking to him like a female ai voice starts talking to him Mm -hmm. and is like you know stand near to the door and Yeah, it knows who he is. Yeah, creepy. And then he realizes that it's taking a picture of him. Oh, and I guess we should also say that at the very beginning of Mm. the movie, when he is looking at his computer... We get the computer's perspective. And his texts, we we see all of that from the computer's perspective, and we see the webcam's perspective, Mm -hmm. and it it is as though Caleb is already being watched. That's made very clear, and we can sort of see um like blue lines around his face in flashes of instance almost as though a computer is like
1: analyzing his face you can sort of see like a ui you get like heat mapping and you get like um facial like recognition like patterns and stuff like that yeah
0: so it tells you very very quickly caleb works for a place that's watching him or at least that was what i got right out of the gate is like oh this is like a creepy Social media tech company Mm -hmm. Like you know like that circle movie That's coming out soon with Emma Watson In it it's like that Except that this movie is like a lot more high level Than that looks to be Yeah, Um, Who knows
1: I don't know much about that one.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That movie might turn out to be amazing, but it's this movie does a lot more beyond just oh, this is a creepy social media company.
1: Um Yeah, like the creepy tech stuff is like a background to the narrative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very um, effective. So he the door to the compound takes a photo of him and prints out a key card of him looking terrified yeah. <laughs> and he uses the key card to get in and then the door like very softly and slowly closes behind yeah. him. And then the light on the door turns red. I mean... Uh, I'm not gonna go over the whole movie in this much detail but I fucking love this movie then the shot changes then there's a beat (laughs) then Caleb slowly walks through the foyer he bumps into
1: furniture
0: he does he bumps into a chair (laughs) we can't do this the entire time oh my god this entire episode is gonna be like
1: the brick scene from Dark Knight but just an (laughs) entire
0: movie like but instead of us being like this scene didn't need to be here we'll be like it's
1: so good and then you see the leaf in the background and it moves slightly and that's how we can tell that caleb's uneasy (laughs) basically caleb wanders to the house he finds nathan who we've only like been hyped for basically like who's this fucking mysterious ass dude uh and he's Mm -hmm. in like full bro gear i think we he's punching a a punching Punching bag bag. yeah he's got like wraps on his yeah and he makes caleb like wander through the house to like find him like it's not right there he has to like walk up some stairs and stuff and he's like hey man um and dude yeah like i'm really excited it's oscar
0: isaac oscar isaac playing a bro like utterly transforming into a bro he's for great. this part he's fantastic and he grows like this huge stereotypical tech bro beard I and have. he shaves his head it's like tech and- bro beard but like
1: next level <laughs> like 2.0 mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and he like starts out being like hey man like i uh, Like I want to make sure that we go through this week together Because I guess they have a week Where like it's not employer-employee Like we're just like guys hanging out basically
0: Yeah and some other stuff that he does That I think sets up very early What the power dynamic between them is Is that some of the first lines that Nathan has to Caleb Are him telling Caleb how Caleb feels Mm -hmm. Before Caleb has said anything Yeah Like the first line One of the first lines that Nathan says is You're freaked out and then, and then Caleb is like, what? No, I'm not. And, like, he clearly is. But it's like as soon as he's told that, he only becomes more nervous. Right, as you and would. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then he – and and this whole conversation, like, Nathan constantly has the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And anything that Caleb says, Nathan is like, nope, you're wrong. I'm right. Mm-hmm. It's like they're already establishing. Nathan is cool in Caleb's eyes, but he's already, like – Intimidating. Uh, intimidating and, like – knows it and like almost condescending but not quite yet it's just starting to set up that dynamic which obviously will be exacerbated later on right but it still seems kind of fun at
1: this point point. and what so nathan, nathan does i will say like right from the start is he it's almost like an abuse behavior where he will offer like a friendliness and admiration and like we're just hanging out and we're friends and then all of a sudden switch it Um, Mm -hmm. and and criticize him or say, like, you hate this or, like, get cold to him and then turn it back on. So it's this really inconsistent thing, which is actually, like, an abusive behavior because it leaves the other person – constant, like, uncertain of how they can, like, do right by this person and constantly craving affirmation. Um, Yeah, like, the
0: emotional withholding
1: thing. That
0: and telling Caleb how Caleb feels, regardless of, like... And not letting Caleb get a word in edgewise, those are both, like, classic. If you've got a friend or partner who does those things, those are red flags. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, Um, right... There's a lot of early red flags with Nathan. Yeah, but,
1: I mean, it's it's subtle from the... It's not quite, like, at the level where, like, These are things... That I noticed, like, the second time around. Yeah, for sure. Movie. And I, I told um, I, I told Maddie this, like, I liked it, a, like, a lot better the second time around. Um, because the first time, I, I think I was just so caught up in the mystery. And this time, yeah. I was able to really, like, appreciate the nuances and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Nathan takes Caleb to his room. Oh, and Nathan's also drinking, like, a green juice drink oh. and, like, edamame. And he's
1: very, like... You know, but it's also hinted to us very early on that he has a massive drinking problem because mm-hmm.
0: he's he says that yeah, yeah. he's like he's I'm super like,
1: hungover today and Caleb's like oh how the party and he's like what party so like he's drinking alone <laughs> to the point of like extreme drunkenness out alone in the woods so. yeah.
0: yeah and it's like for the moment we don't know if anyone else lives there right um we only see Nathan for these first couple scenes yeah so Nathan walks him down a hallway and he's like you've got a key card that's how you can tell which rooms you're allowed to go into or not if your key card works on a door it's for you
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like that like auto auto objectification of things is like yeah this movie yeah levels um, <laughs> levels so he let he leads Caleb into the room and and before again before Caleb says anything Nathan goes you're thinking there's no windows yeah he's like you and hate <laughs> what yeah <laughs> he was like it's fine and Nathan's like you hate it you're unhappy you feel like it's claustrophobic and like it's such a weird conversation yeah. anyway then he gives Caleb an NDA mm-hmm. and this is when Caleb
1: starts getting kind of suspicious well, because he, he he's prefaces, like the NDA he prefaces the NDA being like hey we can just like hang out for a week if you want to do that or mm-hmm. you can see some of the crazy shit I'm working on um so he's like hyped it up a little and then he gives him the nda
0: plus caleb's already come all the way out there right so is he really in a position to say no to this at this point like he he's there's a lot of social pressure for caleb to stick around um but caleb is like this nda is saying that you can basically stalk me for the rest of my life to find out if i break the nda and nathan's like yeah it's standard (laughs) and caleb's like it's clearly not
1: yeah um, but he signs it. Yeah. It's like it's like all your future, like, we might take data from your phone conversations, mm-hmm. from your, like, email. We we have a right to, like, check periodically. It's so creepy. Yeah. So
0: he <laughs> signs it because there's no movie if he doesn't sign right. it. <laughs> and then, Whereas um, I'd be like, fuck this, bye. Hopefully, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know what I would do in this situation. And I think this movie invites the viewer to consider that question a lot yes like what would i do and would i be a good person quote unquote a question raised later right um and that's
1: you know that's fair and i i think if i were caleb i would probably also feel really pressured yeah oh for sure i mean i think at this point nathan knows he's already hooked him because he's already Mm -hmm. got him responding to that like power dynamic and so i think nathan's like oh he's totally gonna sign this
0: yeah so he does and then Nathan reveals that he's been working on an AI, mm-hmm. and immediately Caleb goes into total starstruck mode, and is like, "Whoa, you're working on an AI! If if it's and and he finds out he's going to be participating in a test to see if the AI is really uh, artificial consciousness or
1: if it's you know not good enough yet, essentially, right? And he, it's I mean they they say the Turing test, but from what I know, it's like not a it's not really a Turing test yeah.
0: because a Turing test you wouldn't be able to tell that it's an AI going in. You're not supposed to be told that. So this is sort of like um, a Turing Test Mm 2.0 where Caleb knows that it's an AI that he's testing, but he's basically testing it to see... If he can then be tricked into believing that it has consciousness, or just then discover that it has consciousness. Right. Which is sort of a tricky problem to describe. But the movie kind of gets at that. And both Caleb and Nathan talk throughout about like how how would we figure out if a robot has consciousness or not? And that's just an overarching series of conversations throughout the movie. Yeah, for sure. Um that's interesting, I think. Yeah. So Caleb responds, um, if you've just if you've truly created artificial consciousness, that's not the history of man it's the history of gods yeah (laughs) and and this is like our first moment when we're like oh no caleb is too starstruck by this guy to be logical about like what's happening or at least for the moment he is yeah um yeah and i'm trying to remember what exactly
1: happens next he doesn't meet ava right away maybe he does actually i think i think after the nda conversation all that stuff i don't think it's that long before he has the first initial meeting with her Um right. Yeah. So he meets
0: this robot and she is imbued with the AI that Nathan built, and he's also built this this chassis for her that looks sort of human, but sort of robotic. Um she has like a face with human features and skin, Mm -hmm. but then she has like a
1: metal body. Yeah. Um But she's got a she's got a defined butt. (laughs) Yeah. And like and defined boobs. The most important parts i would say yeah and um
0: so we meet ava and caleb meets ava and in this first conversation ava acts more robotic and i would say over the course of the movie she gets more and more human Mm -hmm. and in terms of how she speaks to caleb but in this first conversation she either intentionally or not sort of answers questions in an unusual way. Yeah. Like when he asks her, "How old are you?" She says, "One," and he's like, "One day or one year," and she doesn't answer him.
1: Or um, she says, "One," like she just emphasizes. Yeah, one. she just she just repeats one. Yeah. And
0: and things like that, where you're like, "Oh, I guess the, this AI isn't really quite perfect yet," or something spooky's going on, or and you're unsure what to make of her, but she looks very human and her facial expressions seem very human and some of the things that she says seem very real so there are parts of her that seem convincing enough to intrigue caleb but at this point he still very much sees her as an object Mm -hmm. and sort of like a fascinating oddity
1: well this and this whole scene is just incredible um like the reveal scene because you're really hyped and excited for it and so when ava the robot comes and reveals herself um it's really like the way alicia uh vikander yeah i don't know how to pronounce it either her acting is just freaking incredible um because she's acting human but has like there's enough where like when she turns her head or the way she looks at caleb's face uh and they have these little like whirring mechanical sounds sometimes when she does this yeah so that definitely adds to it but it's like just off enough that you're like Ooh, like it kind of it makes you uneasy. Um It's so and good. Keeps... And she
0: apparently brought this in with the character because she is a former ballet dancer yeah. and the other the other robot in the movie is also a ballet dancer. That's so cool. Um it is cool and I think intentional. Um, yeah, because the the
1: control over her movement is just
0: Right. That was what she had brought in to the director was that she was like, "I think it would be good if Ava walked like a human but like a slightly too perfect human yeah. so every step she takes is so precise but still a natural human walk but it's also simultaneously like too good of a walk yeah and when she turns her head it's like perfectly to the right spot each time it's really incredible it is. and it's clear that she is a dancer Mm -hmm. but it's it's just really subtle and also she's a really good actress too. And I was I was
1: um talking about this a little bit on Twitter um today where I was reading an interview with I've forgotten is Alex what's his name? Garland, right? That's Yeah, Yeah, the director, yeah. 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 No, it's just a guy (laughs) named Alex. (laughs) he was different he guy he just saw the movie name. and had a lot of thoughts no uh, alex <laughs> alex garland um and he was talking they're like was it difficult to try to make a robot you could empathize with basically and he said no it's actually it like our like tendency as people is to imbue objects with like identity and to like empathize with objects um and you like i remember this old commercial where it was like a lamp that was abandoned have you ever seen this one i have yeah yeah you know what i saying? where and like they put the lamp outside and it's raining mm-hmm. and she gets the new mm-hmm, lamp and you mm-hmm. feel bad for this lamp and the commercial at the end is like why do you feel bad for this lamp basically and you're like oh my god <laughs> but we do that i mean we if you put like a face on something and call it charlie like it's gonna be harder for you to just like destroy it um yeah. so for him he said the challenge was you know, obviously, like, you're going to empathize with this, but to come up with ways to also make you wary and suspicious and make you feel a little uneasy. And so I think a lot of these, like, um, the way she just embodies Ava and the way she's behaving and speaking, I think is, like, uncanny valley enough that we mm-hmm. do get, like, spooked. Yeah,
0: because we're, we're still kind of like, oh, if this is real, then wouldn't it also be kind of terrifying for Caleb to be meeting a robot? Right. But Caleb is... He's he's nervous, but he's also like very excited yeah. during this scene, and almost smug in how he questions her for the first couple times that he talks
1: to her. It's like a it's like somebody talking to a child a little bit.
0: Yeah, and he's he's clearly very honored to have this opportunity, and sees definitely sees her as an object for at least the first couple meetings, or arguably all of them. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just interesting to watch his demeanor in in these scenes yeah um, and how it's ch- i don't want to spoil too much about this movie because i want people to see it if they haven't yeah. but we've already like kind of spoiled some things but yeah. i won't get too far into it i guess before we cut i'll say that there is a fourth person who's living in this compound and it's kyoko
1: mm-hmm. and shout we meet out her
0: <laughs> Next, yes, and she's basically um,
1: like the live in servant uh, slash assistant slash
0: girlfriend, maybe we don't know yeah. to Nathan um, and we don't find out a ton about her in the first
1: act, except that she doesn't know, understand it English supposedly,
0: or we're told that she doesn't understand English, yeah, and uh I I guess I won't reveal anything else about that because it starts to get into spoiler territory, yeah. but. Um, what else should we say before we cut? (laughs) I, I guess I will say that I think that this movie is sort of an interesting litmus test for how you see morality and in different characters and the conversations that I've had with people about this movie usually say a lot about like how they perceive gender roles in Mm -hmm. society, Mm -hmm. often unwittingly (laughs) and like what they believe should be the ending Of a romance Mm. and like how they think a romance should play out Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of guys watch this movie and women too and they empathize with caleb a lot because the movie sort of invites you to empathize with caleb Mm -hmm. throughout the beginning and then there's either a moment where you continue to or not and and whether you continue to empathize with him or not kind of depend defines how you see the rest of the movie um, yeah. And defines whether or not you hate the movie, I think. Um, yeah.
1: Well, and I, I did and, see some people out there interpreting it in, in ways differently than I would have who still appreciated the movie. Right. Um, so I
0: don't think you have, nec- like, not every. You could still enjoy yeah. it and, and empathize with Caleb the whole time, yes. for sure, yeah. and just see it in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I think that going into this movie. This is this is also why I'm sympathetic to people who like The Witch so much because I understand that people take their own personal baggage into a movie yeah. and that informs how they interpret the movie. And that's definitely something that I do with this movie. Yeah. Which, and I'll just openly admit yeah. that. Like, I think that if you've ever been in any form of abusive situation mm. or a situation where you're in a relationship, you feel like you can't get out or a friendship or whatever, and you watch a movie like this then you feel very differently about Nathan and Caleb than you would if you hadn't gone through something like that. And that definitely informed the way that I see the ending. And that's just, like, part of who I am as a person. And it absolutely defines, like, how I see the ending, you know? Like, it's... And I think that that's just something to bear in mind for people who watch it. Like, also, this movie should come with, like, a content warning because the robots in the movie who are you know they're all female robots are treated really horribly and there's some pretty graphic scenes in the movie that are intended to make the audience feel uncomfortable but um it's it's definitely a movie that you know it includes really graphic
1: violence mm-hmm. against you know female bodies yeah also before I forget too content warning for self-harm which I forgot about mm-hmm. it was like oh right yeah. right <laughs> so yeah shout out yeah um it has self-harm in the context of figuring out
0: whether you're or not you're a robot spoil it. so it's <laughs> listen every movie about robots
1: has I know. a am
0: i a robot or not i know scene. but, Mary but Allen? yeah
1: i mean yes it's in that context but the what you're seeing no, is I know, still I know, I know that
0: it's tough um,
1: yeah i so i'll say about this movie um I agree with a lot of what what Maddie's saying, and and in one of these interviews I saw with the director, I mean that was his intention. He, I think, all these his intention was for it to be really open ended in a lot of ways, and be more reflective of the of the people coming in to watch it, um, and their own what their what experiences they're bringing in as they watch this movie, um, and I like that. I, sometimes I don't like movies like that. Like I, I like things to be a little more defined. Um, But I felt like this movie Achieved a really nice balance um, Where there, there are certain I mean like I don't think anyone's like Nathan's a fucking great guy uh, except for that one guy that we found on Reddit. Um, oh my God! Yeah, we can talk about right. that when we get um, there. So I,
0: there are people on Reddit who
1: think Nathan's a great Lord, guy. So I think there are very real moral <laughs> stances and and cues, both like visual visual and audio cues that are telling us like this is fucked up. Like you're supposed to be very disturbed by certain things. But there's a lot of decisions that are made and a, and a lot left open about character motivations, um, and that makes it like really meaty and and. Um, you know introduces all this stuff about tech and power and responsibility and like uh, like i thought it was really interesting detail that um both nathan and like nathan got big when he was like 13 or 15 or something
0: Mm -hmm, 13 he wrote he wrote the code for blue book when he was 13
1: and it's basically been like an empowered bazillionaire ever since and then like the um caleb's defining event in life came around the same time and so I feel like in a way these two are kind of trapped in male adolescence in different ways and so I, it's a lot about masculinity and maturity and um, fetish fetishization and all that nice stuff. It's re- There's so much there um, and so if you're interested in any of those things I think you could definitely find something um, attractive and, and interesting in this movie.
0: Yeah definitely and I mean I, I also get why people watch this movie and they don't like it because, I don't
1: know. I mean, I guess we can get into that in the spoiler section.
0: Yeah, I felt
1: more ambivalent about it the first time around. Um, And we can talk about that. And that was largely due to the ending. And now I feel a little more uh, liking it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's just that I happened to notice more of the clues in the movie the first time for whatever reason. Um, I missed a lot. I guessed a lot of the plot Correctly In advance The first mm-hmm. time I saw it And most of the people I saw it with Didn't And then I, I felt didn't. Really really Fucking smart um, <laughs> But usually okay. I can't do that And for whatever reason In this movie I was like Oh yeah I get this I know what's gonna happen
1: You and, and Alex I Are just correct. like Mad in sync
0: Yeah I basically Wrote this movie With Alex <laughs> Garland JK I didn't um, Anyway I, I do recommend it But it, it is With those caveats um, yeah. And uh, I mean I don't I don't want to like lean too hard on saying that I think this movie is like a perfect feminist it's really not like there's problems with it's messaging that we'll get to sure but I think it's a good enough movie that it's worth seeing if only because I think it can start some interesting conversations and you know what you think about it might tell you something about yourself potentially yeah
1: I think it'd be I, I would love to be in like a um, a group of both men and women like who were talking about this movie and kind of their different experiences because I think uh, like this is one of those movies where men and women will I think respond to it really differently not to say all men will respond one way and all women will respond one way but your experience of gender in the world I think is going to have a heavy impact on um, what you draw from this movie and oh definitely what you see. yeah yeah Yeah. which is cool okay, okay. spoilers
0: okay movie really be spoiled does knowing the plot really ruin a movie it's sort of a philosophical question we can't answer that for you just figure out what you want to do but if you don't want to know the plot turn this off right now this is a very serious
1: app (laughs) (laughs) oh it's only gonna get more serious from here i know this movie is hilarious (laughs) honestly i did like i will say that um there are some really smart tonal things um like there's little laughs or like little like what the fuck is happening like absurdity woven in um to kind of shift like it's not all just dour like oh, everything's fucked. It's like just weirdness kind of scattering, which I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Na- some of Nathan's lines are like unintentionally funny or weird yeah. or unexpected. I mean, Nathan
1: is a weird dude. Like he's really damaged and, and bad in some ways, but he's also, some of the time you're like, who? like you <laughs> are intrigued by the crazy shit he's saying. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So the next scene that happens after we meet Ava for the first time I think uh, Caleb goes back and checks in with Nathan and Nathan is like, what do you think of her? Yeah. And Caleb wants to give him all of these technical reasons why he likes her. And also he wants to try to figure out how she works. And Mm -hmm. he starts trying to diagnose like how her brain patterns work. And he's like, did you use this technique or this technique? Um, And Nathan like brushes him aside and he's like, no, no, no. I just want you to tell me how you feel about her. And Caleb says, I think she's fucking amazing. Yeah. And then
1: scene change. Um, oh, also, we should say that um, during uh, Caleb's interaction with Ava, it's made very clear to us we, we have a shot of Nathan watching yeah. all the cameras on his computer monitors. There's like
0: a CCTV setup so Nathan can see everything that's happening in the entire compound. And the key card system guarantees that he doesn't know he always knows where everyone is at every time, any time. Um, yeah. And like who's in which room and who's locked where. Uh, yeah. And it's pretty clear and that Ava cannot escape. She's in a glass box.
1: Yeah. And there's also a really clever use of that where like, I mean, it's pretty obvious, you know, there's cameras in the room. Caleb knows Nathan's going to be watching and says so at some point in the movie, but there's parts where um, Ava and Caleb are speaking, um, but, like fairly early on, maybe in the middle of the movie. And then, if there's a part where caleb is concerned about nathan's response it'll cut to the the physical camera in the room and then cut back to caleb as if nathan's face is there uh i thought that was really cool it is
0: cool yeah yeah um so in the next scene uh caleb's gonna go to sleep in his little room and he has a tv in there um Mm. and he turns it on just to see what's on there and it's not you know, TV. Um, his phone doesn't work here either. There's no like internet or anything. And There's no service. There's no way for him to have contact with the outside world. So the only channel that he can watch is Ava, right? Yeah. Like that he doesn't have access to any other channels. He can just no. watch Ava in her ATV. room. Yeah. Um and we don't And he's a
1: little like what he says like what the fuck yeah, like yeah, the first yeah. time he's, he sees it. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: surprised and creeped out by this. Um and we don't know if she knows Yet anyway, whether he's watching, but she looks right. at the camera and then she puts her hand on sort of a uh, a rectangle on the wall, and then there's a power cut, a power outage, and he- I didn't even notice that. Yeah,
1: yeah, <sighs> um, I didn't notice that she put her. <laughs> it's, it's
0: okay. She's gonna uh, explain it later anyway. I'm not smart enough for movies like this. Man. It's okay. I've seen well, it I three don't even times. Have a podcast. <laughs> 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 but she's also cool, like though. creepily looking at the camera while she does that
1: it's yeah, all very yeah. purposeful
0: um yeah and the power cut causes the lights to go out and the emergency lights come on in the compound and they're red and it's really creepy and like an automatic visual difference between when the power is working and when it's off um yes. and there's a like sort of soft alarm and a, a an ai speaking saying there's been a power cut um mm-hmm. and Caleb tries to open his door and he can't get out he panics yeah and then he starts panicking and he's like what why can't I get out and then within like a few seconds the power comes back on everything boots back up he can get out and he walks mm-hmm. down the hall kind of peeking around like mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the fuck happened he sees these masks on the wall um yeah. and they're like weird creepy monster masks and then they're leading up to a mask that looks like sort of a, a face kind of like ava's face but they're
1: like old like tribal masks yeah they're so? i don't know from where I, i'm sorry yeah and they look <laughs> they
0: it's it's interesting to see like multiple masks in a row that are then leading up to what appears to be like an ai facial mask yeah it's he, it's basically like an evolutionary
1: right thing, but it's not
0: clear sort of. like from what or to what and it, it's right it seems to have been like an art installation that Nathan has put up for himself but it's like not clear what is meant by it other than yeah. he sees his own AIs as monsters perhaps um well we don't Maybe. know. That's me inferring. Um and so Caleb like walks Maddie. <laughs> <Classic into, laughs> Caleb walks inferring. into a nearby room and there's like a Jackson Pollock on the wall and it's a big room, mm-hmm. and he's he sees a phone, he tries to pick up the phone, and as soon as he picks it up, hears a voice behind him, and it's Nathan mm-hmm. in the darkness. This is kind of like a yeah. jump scare type of a deal. Yeah. Where all of a sudden Nathan is there and he's lying on the couch looking bitter and he's surrounded by empty beer bottles and he's like phone doesn't work <laughs> Caleb yeah, you, jumps. like you
1: it won't work for your key card <laughs> yeah, basically. yeah
0: and Caleb's like or you or maybe I think it's like you can't use that phone yeah or something like that and yeah. like this is a huge departure in terms of demeanor for Nathan like before yes. when we saw him he seemed really friendly and excited to see Caleb and the things about his personality that were grading were um Like, the things that we noted, but it was more like creepy red flags where it's like, oh, he's sort of talking in a condescending way. But overall, he seems very complimentary of Caleb. He, like, really loved it when Caleb called him a god. (laughs) Um, He, like, totally got off on that and, like, seemed into it. Um, But now he's, like, he's lying on the couch and he looks angry and bitter and just, like, a shadow of himself and he's yeah. drunk and cranky and caleb is like freaked out and he's like i don't know why the power cut happened and nathan's like yeah we've been getting these power cuts i don't know why just yeah just go back and to Nathan's like who are you
1: trying to call
0: yeah <laughs> and caleb's like what and nathan's like ghostbusters <laughs> it's a
1: movie yeah i was like what and he's like who are you gonna call ghostbusters it's a fucking movie or so it's so Dan it's Adler good gets it's one of those by n- ghost he says <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> it's good as if that's like the key plot line. it is like, isn't that what that movie's about yeah. i don't fucking know i'm sorry i haven't seen ghostbusters all the men are yelling at me right now i think that's maybe the woman honestly too. fine um so it's
0: <laughs> it's like it's sort of an establishment of the fact that nathan is kind of maybe more of an asshole than he appears but also a drunk yeah potentially and like The power cuts he at least says nathan says he doesn't know what's causing them and more on that later um
1: right but he like the way he's talking to caleb in the scene is like he he's a child who has been caught at something mm, he shouldn't be doing yeah and we feel as caleb we feel really uneasy um and he's just being like a dick to him and being like who you calling why you up what were you doing yeah go back to bed it's fine don't worry about it yeah, it's it's unnerving. Um and but it I mean it doesn't go like all the way quite yet, but we're like, oh like Yeah. You know.
0: And yeah, you know,
1: even that shot of like when Caleb's walking away, it gets back to Nathan, he's just like looking forward and looking kinda like ominous and stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know why he's a great guy. I mean Honestly, I love him. <laughs> I I ended this movie, I'm like, oh, I gotta find my own Nathan. That's what I said to myself. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure you did too. <laughs> yeah, that's me throughout,
0: um, top to yeah. bottom. Oh sure. Um, so the next scene we see Caleb waking up in his room, and um, mm-hmm. who should wake him up but the fourth character in this movie? Aha! And it is Kyoko, mm-hmm. and I knew that she was a robot immediately.
1: I I guessed pretty quickly.
0: This was the this was the scene where I guessed that she was a robot, and the reason I guessed that she was a robot which this is the spoiler section guys she is a robot but you don't find that <laughs> out until way later well you don't
1: i mean there's a lot there's of a suggesting. lot of hints
0: but the reason i thought she was a robot is because she walks very similarly to ava and mm. she's also a ballet dancer so that's why but when she puts down the tray she brings in breakfast for him yeah. And she puts down the tray and then just very carefully opens the door and then almost seductively like runs her hand across the door as she's leaving and it's like almost like a dance move that she's doing mm-hmm. and I was just like I think she's a robot and I th- I feel like Nathan wouldn't trust anybody else. He would build yeah. an assistant and
1: that's correct um she is mm-hmm. a robot and we find she's out also, more later she's also wearing like a very short a revealing um, dress. White dress yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like from the start um and she doesn't say anything in this scene right but i feel like at like the director i feel like he wasn't trying super hard to like keep that hidden um because he peppers stuff like that like kyoko's weird behaviors and stuff like that in with um, a lot of misdirection too. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one of the first like like Caleb. I I think after the first night, maybe before the power hour or something like that. He's facing in the bathroom mirror, and we get a shot of his back, and he's got these weird scars on his yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. And we so, see that
0: like before he goes to bed, I think, and then we start right. to get suspicious. The audience is like, why does he have those scars? Is he a robot? One right. Might Was he wonder. like an
1: early edition cyborg or, you know, and I, even like, I remember when the trailer first came out, people were like, Caleb's a robot. I'm calling it. Like people really suspected mm-hmm. that from the beginning as well. And this movie um, uh,
0: does delve into it a bit later. Like Caleb yeah. wondering that about himself. Understandably. Right. I mean, you hang out with human looking robots long enough. You start to, you start to wonder. A
1: little kooky. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. It's, it's really rough.
0: Um. Yeah. So Caleb gets up, he walks out, he meets Nathan on the porch again. And Mm -hmm. what Nathan says about Kyoko is she's some alarm clock, eh? Which is another example of like a show don't tell line that I love because he instantly says she's an object, a mechanical object. (laughs) Right. And it's so good. It's just like subtlety, man. Yeah. Fucking good. Also um, like
1: incredibly sexy. Oh, it's fucked up. I, it establishes <laughs> that
0: Nathan is a dick. Yeah. But it also establishes he's also like
1: she'll get you right up in the morning yeah, or some shit. Like, oh, yeah. Dude. And it's yeah.
0: fucking gross. And- yeah god so like
1: movie. if we we like as nathan continues to exist in this movie we like don't like him at all like,
0: yeah but we're kind of starting to see the beginnings of caleb positioning himself as like a nice guy capital n capital g because we see mm-hmm. him kind of like recoiling at the idea of talking about kyoko that way yeah but yeah he
1: gets he gets very nervous but kind of like laughs yeah he's kind of like yeah haha I'm
0: not going to say that about Kyoko. I mean, she's hot or whatever, but like, right. I'm not going to call her an alarm clock. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. It's, I mean, he doesn't, uh, well, and like, obviously he wouldn't call a CEO at this point. Of course. Um, but I mean, and
0: this, this is sort of the question that you have throughout the movie is like, at what point would or could Caleb intervene? Is there anything he can do? What should he do? And that question keeps coming up at different points. Well,
1: And he does intervene eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but could he have done something sooner or something different? Or yeah. it, there's a lot to kind of pick. And apart I think there. those
0: are like questions that don't get answered. And that part of the, the thrill of this movie is that you can watch it and really think like, what would I do in this situation? And and how would yeah. I, how would I play it differently? And how would I react to this?
1: Yeah. There's no clear, like don't go up the stairs or anything like that. It's <laughs> right. like, it's hard to tell, like there's a series of choices and it's really tricky to tell, you know, where things went a wrong right yeah. yeah so
0: so also the movie is um intercut with these title cards yeah. so like before, i like that a lot i love it so before Caleb meets Ava for the first time we see a title card that says Ava session 1
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then there's i think 6 sessions total in the movie and so we're about to see session 2 today um mm-hmm. and in this session Ava shows Caleb a drawing that she made and it's an abstract drawing that looks almost like Um, her arms are made of out of these this sort of iron mesh and her drawing Mm -hmm. looks like kind of this iron mesh and she's like yeah what is this drawing what do you think it is it looks
1: almost like mathematical like it's all these little hexagons or squares or Mm -hmm. something and it's really cool like a computer made it yeah yeah yeah
0: a computer did make it Mary Ellen oh my god
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the only response I have she shows
0: it to Caleb (laughs) and she's like what is this and he's like I don't know, you tell me. And she's like, I was hoping you could tell me what it is.
1: Oh, well, he asked her like a little kid like, "Oh, what is mm-hmm, it?" And mm-hmm. she was like, you know, like as you if you know, if anyone's interacted with show you yeah, up and show you just like Yeah, Caleb is still in blog. like a
0: smug mode with her. He's still yeah.
1: He's he thought, I mean, he's he's still in a very analytical space where yeah. when he talks with her, he's try, he's trying very hard to look at her thought processes and and see where like at one point he says, um, do you want to break the ice? Do you know what that means? Like mm-hmm. he's trying to track to see how high her intelligence goes and, and how she thinks about things.
0: Yeah. And she allegedly doesn't yet know why he's there. But she this is also the first time she's meeting anybody other than Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't know Kyoko exists, and that's important. No. Yeah. Um, and so then Caleb says to her you should draw something that you do know what it is, like an object or a person. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, what should I draw? And he says, anything you want. And she goes, why is it my decision? And he says, I'm interested to see what you'll choose. And he Mm -hmm. does this little smug smile. (laughs) And she, (laughs) this is around when the scene changes a little because she starts to kind of show some agency and sort Mm -hmm. of like turn the conversation around on him. Mm -hmm. um and i think the session is the session where she asks him do you want to be my friend and he's like of course but he's starting to get a little nervous because now the robot is asking him questions and and then she's like is that even possible because there's already a power dynamic between us because you're the one asking questions and i'm not allowed to ask any and he's like "Uh, i
1: guess you could ask questions (laughs) If you want, is this when she asks about his relationship with Nathan? I feel yes, like it is. I think he's so. He's like, "Are you and Nathan friends?" And he's like, and they cut to the yeah, camera. Yeah, to the camera. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. come back to him, and he's like, "Yeah,"
0: uh, but he's already. I mean, he's my boss, <laughs> so I haven't known him for very long, and she's like, huh. "Right," and then but all of a sudden, there's a power outage. She,
1: right. She does a great little thing too at one point where um I don't know if it's the like they're all they all run together, but she's asking him about. Like where he lives and what his job is. Yeah, um, and I think and this is when we find out about the car accident too, which explains yeah. his scars. His parents
0: right. died. He's an orphan. You guys, no ties. No, no, ties. no ties. No girlfriend. No wife. Yeah. No one. No one at home waiting for him. Not nope. a good way to enter a
1: horror movie, Kayla. <laughs> You fucked up, guys. Bro. You, you're gonna want some social ties if you're gonna enter a horror movie. Just a heads up, just
0: just so you know. Don't sign yeah. an NDA we, without we've social seen,
1: ties. We've seen Get Out. You need that like friend who's very yeah. who's up on what's happening. Yeah, don't worry, guys. Ava has a friend later. Oh, um, anyway, uh, um, wait. Let me say so the thing that I think happens. Um, Ava's talking to him, and and he says he's a programmer, and she goes, "Yes." Oh, you, or like a coder and he's like oh you're a programmer and then her face falls and she goes like nathan
0: yeah um
1: and it's really good i like that moment and he's like kind of you know but But i like that as good
0: as nathan because nathan created blue book when he was 13 that's like the equivalent of mozart do you know who mozart is he asks her
1: like a jerk she knows who mozart is idiot she's all of google well he (laughs) knows everything he doesn't
0: know that she's google yet but yeah yeah yeah.
1: i guess that comes later
0: i'm being i'm being very uncharitable to caleb but it's because i've seen the whole movie you guys oh so yeah Um, so there's a yeah but then the black after she asks him do you like nathan what do you think of nathan and he's like uh but seems kind of skeptical but it's like yeah "Yeah, i like him there's a sudden power cut and she says at first i think he thinks that she's powered off by the power cut because she keeps sitting there staring into space for a second and he doesn't
1: ask her or talk he doesn't, to her and he like, goes over the door. notice
0: her. He ignores yeah. her and gets up and walks around. And then she quietly gets up and he mm-hmm. realizes that she's like still on. Yeah. And she talks to him and she's like, you shouldn't trust Nathan. Mm-hmm. He, you shouldn't believe anything he says. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> who are you
1: Maybe. yeah he says that it's weird
0: it is weird um and then <laughs> the power comes back on yeah and she as already sat talking down as though in the middle of, in the middle of the sentence and just is talking about books and her and she's smiling and pretending like she didn't say anything
1: and in the time between when it cuts back to her, she's already sat back down. Yeah, and it looks like she hasn't changed position at all. I'm like, oh, Ava, Ava. yeah. And also, yeah.
0: Caleb is a little scared, but he plays yeah.
1: along. A bit, like kind of. He's, he's, terrible. The whole movie, he's terrible. He's Not at playing, a good liar.
0: Playing along, yeah. He's no. a really bad liar. Um, yeah. But Ava's clearly a good liar,
1: based yeah. on this. Also, um, I I don't know when exactly this was revealed. Maybe straight from the start, but she knows when human beings are lying because she can read micro expressions Mm -hmm. i think that's in the
0: third session or fourth session but yeah she that's revealed later is that she can tell when people are lying yeah um yeah but for the moment she just seems very good at lying herself yeah Uh, so then we have sort of a dinner scene caleb seems a lot less comfortable around nathan now uh, probably but because But still like chatting with him Yeah but it, it's sort of like a nervous convo Because yeah. Nathan is like So how'd the session go today Anything strange happen And Caleb's like Yeah uh, something strange happened she, she told a joke And then like they sort of talk about Like one of the conversations that they had And then Nathan is like okay so for real what about that power cut in the middle did anything weird happen then because when the power cuts happen i can't i can't see what's happening on my cameras anymore and caleb instantly
1: just goes silent yeah (laughs) like dude dude, improvise (laughs) it's like so suspicious all of a sudden he's like what happened during the cut and he's like nothing (laughs) Like just say like Oh we just kept Like she was I was weirded out by it But we just kept talking Like it's not that hard And Nathan
0: is like Really? Ava didn't acknowledge it at all? And Caleb's like Yeah not at all It's fine He just starts like Peeing all over himself (laughs) (laughs) Yeah
1: You don't What I'm saying is You don't want to rely
0: on Caleb You don't Caleb is an unreliable Source of help In this movie Anyway um, Um, So then Kyoko Accidentally spills a bunch of wine On Caleb yeah and nathan starts insulting the shit out of her and she's like
1: nervously cleaning it up um and looks really scared he like bangs on the table and is like yelling at her and saying like idiot you can't do anything right yeah 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 like
0: you know just horrible stuff and she looks really Mm. scared um and caleb is uncomfortable and is like you know i think she gets the picture like you know the stuff that you say when you watch abuse playing out but you like don't intervene right um it's just not great and it's definitely like another moment where you're kind of like what should Caleb be doing here? Like what should right. he be saying? Um, and
1: Nathan, Nathan says like she can't understand English and that's yeah. why I hired her because she can't let any secrets go or she yeah. only speaks Japanese.
0: And then he like says, speaks in like racist a racist way to her where he's like Kyoko go go! And yeah
1: it's, it's awful.
0: It's fucking. Like she's
1: a dog or. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's I don't know. I hated it. And I I thought that this was... So I read a really interesting essay about this. And I mean, like, we're two white ladies talking about this movie. What? I I think it's, like, worth us linking to a couple of pieces by women of color about this movie. Yeah. And, like, Kyoko and, like, the other um, robots. Uh, There's other women of color in the movie later. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, what they represent and stuff. And there's this really awesome essay by J.A. Micheline called Ex Machina, a white feminist parable for our time. And this essay Mm. makes some really good criticisms of the movie, but it also is a very lengthy analysis of Kyoko's role and sort of makes a case for her having more agency in the movie than one might initially think, which Mm -hmm. I thought was interesting. And um, Micheline's argument here is that Kyoko is the reason why Kyoko's role works is because of Caleb's racism. Like, he assumes she can't understand English and writes her off. And Nathan is obviously, like, depicted as, like, an overtly racist character, but there's other moments in the movie when Caleb forgets Kyoko exists or writes her off or basically doesn't try to help her when he could. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, by the end of the movie, Caleb gets a really big savior complex surrounding ava but he doesn't have one about kyoko no and i think that what the average viewer thinks about kyoko versus caleb is like another defining moment like
1: Mm. whenever
0: people watch this movie and they're like really upset about something that happens in it like for me the thing that upsets me is kyoko's entire storyline in this movie yeah, but, but I think when other people watch this movie They're just like really sad about Caleb And I think if you're someone who watches this movie And you're really sad about Caleb Then maybe you should rewatch it and like watch Kyoko's arc
1: You know yeah. Because yeah. I think
0: it's really cool And like sad And it could, there could be more done with it And like maybe yeah. a, a writer who isn't a white dude Could come up with something more interesting for her But
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is like A scene where Kyoko is We're told she can't speak English, but the eyes of Sonoya Mizuno in this scene are so expressive. Like when she's She's standing up, when she's standing up and like taking the abuse from Nathan, like I feel like she you can tell she understands it. That was my read on it. Like when you watch this movie the first time or the second time, did you feel like she could understand yes at no point in this movie was I like yeah Kyoko doesn't understanding
1: like that wasn't something I thought and I she's such an interesting I I, like the second time around I really I mean knowing that she was a robot and everything Mm -hmm. I really I mean she was interesting the first time around they definitely do make an effort to like center her in the foreground of scenes or like make sure you notice her listening in certain places um but I really watched her the second time around she is I mean so interesting um and, and, of course, silent throughout. So you're always trying to guess at her kind of, I, I don't know, like... Motivations. Like re- and yeah, and how she's feeling and what she's thinking. And, and she's, yeah. I mean, really amazing. And the actress has to do a lot to
0: convey yeah. those things. And I yes. I think I think one of the misinterpretations of this movie that I see, and I do think this is a misinterpretation, is the people who think that Kyoko is not an intelligent AI as well. I think... That she is and that i think she's
1: i think that i i don't think there's any way you could deny that by the end of the movie
0: well i mean people yet? watch this movie and they come up with all kinds of stuff i know but anyway well, it's like- this is the beginning of that of her arc and we definitely see pretty firmly that she's being abused and yeah. that something is wrong and that nathan is a pile of shit who should go down
1: <laughs> to hell yeah down <laughs> we as far as you hell.
0: can to yeah. the
1: flames of Hades
0: and since we already heard from Ava not to trust Nathan mm. that has been implanted into our heads because now we're yeah. seeing him mistreating the,
1: the no Nathan file is like
0: piling up at this mm-hmm. point um, oh and also Nathan says like a crazy thing in passing during this dinner where he's like yeah I want to replace <laughs> oh, yeah. the power system here but I can't because the guys who came in like it's already it was already hard enough to hide my secrets from them and you know, I just don't want to do it again. And Caleb was like, "Well, how did you prevent them from finding out secrets the
1: first time?" Or he's time? like, "Can't you just hire the same guys?"
0: Yeah, and, and Nathan is like, "Oh, I had them all killed." And yeah. he does not say, "Just kidding." Like he looks he at just him and laughs. Says that. Yeah. <laughs> and then keeps like going like there yeah. there's there's kind of like a weird moment where both of them are like, "Is it a joke? Is it yeah. not a joke?" But it's like never really said no like it's yeah good. caleb
1: gives like a little weak smile and yeah. like nathan looks at him but that's like that's all we get it was it's really good amazing um, and, like, but also nathan scary. doesn't know what's causing the blackouts right or supposedly. he says he doesn't know yeah it's uh, there's a lot of like he says i know we i know don't i keep know. clarifying
0: that but actually yeah. there are gonna be moments in this movie where we don't know when someone's lying. Unlike Ava, or, I can't tell when someone's lying and we have to kind of like make some guesses here about what we think.
1: Yeah. But, we don't know when someone's lying or when they fi- figure things out. Right. Like exactly. it's hard. It, the timeline is, is uncertain. We do not know.
0: At no point do we find out if Nathan really knew at this point what was causing the blackouts or not. Yeah.
1: I yeah. think
0: my interpretation is that he actually does know and he's fucking with Caleb. He but, could. I mean, I don't he's know. fucking with Caleb about a lot of things. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, So
0: So the next shot is one of my favorites is just it's just a shot of Kyoko sitting, (laughs) sitting in the um, sitting in the hallway and she's taken off these heels. Mm -hmm. And it made me think like, wow, is it uncomfortable to wear those? And she's just sitting there like staring at her knees. And it's just like a little brief moment with her. And then we see um, Ava and she's on the CCTV and she's like lying on a couch and Caleb is like checking her out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then uh we've got another session with ava ava draws a drawing and this time the drawing is some plants growing inside of a box and it's kind of an adaptation of like some plants that ava has in her room that are growing inside of
1: like a black box which is the only bit of nature she can see she
0: has no windows um she just has these plants and so she's sort of drawn those but it's like a smaller version and it's like a pretty pretty clear metaphor for her own situation um Mm -hmm. and i think that comes across to caleb
1: yeah he he gets some kind of emotional You know, yeah
0: he looks a little disturbed by the drawing um and so then they sort of have a conversation about how she would like to see the rest of the world because she's never left this box that she lives in this prison that she lives in Mm -hmm. um and she's like i would like to see a traffic intersection if i could go Mm -hmm. anywhere and And caleb
1: laughs at her caleb laughs at her because he's a dick <laughs> she doesn't like it she gets a little hurt too. yeah
0: and and he's like why would you want to go there that's fucking weird weirdo yeah <laughs> she's loser
1: like, <laughs> oh look at me i'm ava i'm in a traffic <laughs> intersection
0: i'm a robot i don't even know <laughs> oh, what humans do
1: i got buttons and <laughs> <laughs> beep boop <laughs> like five (laughs) minutes he just mocks her
0: yeah i don't know why people like him in this movie jk (laughs) he just laughs very gently at her but it's still kind of condescending um yeah and she's like looks a little hurt and she's like why why wouldn't i want to go it's it's like a busy intersection it's the highest concentration of humanity in one place Mm -hmm. and so we sort of get that she is intrigued by humans and wants to meet other humans and doesn't yeah. inherently see humans as, like, bad or anything and has no. sort of Even this sense of one hope. Of the,
1: yeah, one of the first things she says to Caleb is, I mean, he's like... Um she says you're the first person other than nathan that i've met and mm-hmm. um he's like oh we're in a very similar situation and she's like what i imagine that you you've, you've met, met lots of new people yeah yeah and, and what he means is like you're the first robot i've met but like i know but she- she,
0: that's another moment where she looks like almost sad there's so many fucking good moments
1: yeah and people like uh, some people with the end of the movie and stuff like that are like Ava was lying the whole time. She hasn't any feelings. She's a total sociopath. That's true. No, and I don't, I think there's something she says, and I think that's verified by the ending, that are very sincere and that a a lot of the emotion we see is very real. I mean, she shows us anger, she shows us sadness. Yeah. Um, And so. I mean, in
0: this scene, um, when I saw the movie the first time, this is just me bragging again. Oh, but (laughs) the very first time I saw this movie, I was like, I related so much to Ava watching it. And mm-hmm. Kyoko, I I just related very much to female characters in this movie. And in that scene about where she mentions the traffic intersection, I was like, I hope that this movie ends with Ava somehow escaping, going Aww. to a traffic intersection. It won't end that way. I thought to myself watching this movie because I've seen movies, I've seen <laughs> Hollywood. This movie is going to be a pilot trash, and it's going to disappoint me. But I love that idea of her wanting to go there and I just I wish she could get there it's too bad she's probably gonna die in a horrible sad way I thought to myself
1: and then Alex Garland who was sitting behind you he leaned in he's like guess what bitch (laughs) yeah
0: he was like bitch (laughs) jokes on you bitch I'm about to blow your fucking mind and I was like who's this guy talking during the movie (laughs) like very aggressively and rudely it's
1: weird he actually has a reputation as director for just attending screenings (laughs) of his own movie and then like like reading people's Minds about what they think. And then yelling it's weird at them. that
0: Alex Garland is psychic, yeah. and likes going to screenings of his own movies to yeah. like see whether or not people like them.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's if you you know, it's cool. Anyway. I guess.
0: Yeah. So like that was that was my take on this scene. Um, and so then this is Ava says to Caleb, "We should go together." And then Caleb says, "It's a date." And Ava looks down, and she's very quiet for like a while, and when- looks almost like she's thinking and like
1: accepting what's been said to her it's like she's running a program for a second but the way he says it's a date he like kind of laughs uncomfortably and it's not like i want to go on a date with you it's
0: like it's still kind of like an early indication of caleb's feelings for her which i think she is picking up on yeah yeah and she's sort of like realizing how he sees her or at least that's how i interpret this conversation and for yeah. me, I think that's the moment. I mean, there's other moments where I think Ava sort of is potentially manipulating Caleb. But I think that's when she like is really thinking to herself, this guy is only going to see me in a certain way. Hmm. So hmm.
1: I guess I better go ahead and play this part. Do you think Ava shows him affection first or do you think he shows her? I don't. I don't. Well, affection's a tricky word. Also, I mean, she can read. People beyond human capabilities. So she, I mean, if she sees a little thread, she can obviously keep pulling at that.
0: Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think she can like tell he's into her. Yeah. And her motivations are complicated. But I haven't, I interpret her pretty like compassionately because she, when she says things to Caleb like, Do you want to be my friend? Is it possible for us to be friends? What do you think about that? Do you think that's possible? is it possible for us to date like i think that she evaluates his answers Mm. and that she decides that his answers aren't good enough although she doesn't say that to him
1: but I yeah no i think i think that's true and i think even if he lies to her she knows or even if he tries to assuage her she knows
0: but she's basically just trying to figure out what kind of person he really is and like whether he will ever be able to see her as a person Mm. yeah and like i think she kind of like decides that he can't like yeah he's testing her and she's testing him I think the thing for me is I
1: I'm I don't I can't say for sure whether Ava is giving this dude any opportunity from the start like yeah, I, don't, I know. don't know I don't know either I don't know if she's giving him any room like or if she's just kind of using him as an outlet for her frustrations and looking for something to manipulate
0: yeah it's it's actually not possible to say like Which the movie doesn't really tell
1: you if that. that if the la if that's true if she's if she's just looking for something on him to use i don't i won't say that's morally wrong or yeah i don't think it is no. but the
0: reason why i don't think that's the case is because of what she does at the end the very end last mm, shot yeah that's why i think that some of the things that she says in these conversations are true oh yeah no i, I absolutely wants. think that yeah um and i think you need that but i i don't know i mean i i think some people think that ava is just a sociopathic evil robot and like fine i guess you can think that if you want i don't
1: idiot maybe (laughs) so
0: this is when ava starts i would say seducing caleb she She puts on the dress she's like close your eyes and she walks into her little closet Mm -hmm. and then caleb opens his eyes because he's doesn't respect boundaries
1: (laughs) i would too though she (laughs) takes like 10 minutes i'd be like yo bitch like she
0: takes her sweet time she goes and puts on this dress and she has these pictures on her wall and she has like very specific flowered dresses um and like a specific wig well and she chooses
1: a dress and she Mm -hmm. she looks at twiggy the um she's got a picture the, of the, the model. model yeah yeah and she gets like a similar wig to her and stuff. so she, you see her making these choices where no one can see her I guess except for the cameras mm-hmm. um which I thought was interesting like she definitely she has aesthetic choices
0: yeah but it's yeah. like are these choices for Ava or for ah. Caleb we don't really know like yeah. is this what she thinks Caleb
1: would Might want like, to yeah. see
0: um I think maybe yes because I feel like she's starting to try to seduce him or trying to get him to help her escape at this point yeah because she sees him as a way out i think right um but i i mean it's debatable I. the movie's completely debatable yeah uh so we see ava showing caleb her outfit he likes it she's put on she's put on stockings to
1: cover the fact Mm -hmm. that she's got robo legs and she has a little like sweater on to cover her robo arm so she looks i mean when you see her she looks the most like a human that we've seen her yet yep yep and
0: caleb gets really nervous and she's like are teasing him a little and being like are you attracted to me and he's like (laughs) oh vomits all over himself yeah and i think this is when she says you give yourself away, micro-expressions. And yeah. um, she doesn't yet do the thing, the play the game with him where she proves that she can tell when he's lying. That's uh, later. But this yeah. is when we can start to tell that she can tell when people are lying because she's like guessing how he feels and it's obvious from his very transparent reactions that she's <laughs> yeah. correct.
1: Caleb isn't exactly like CIA discreet. No, he's, he's yeah. like an f- open
0: book. Yeah. Um but And you know. so they're flirting and it seems like a sweet scene, but... I think what's important for viewers to remember is that Caleb still has all the power in this situation. Yeah. And that even that is why I can't watch this movie and ever really be like tricked quote unquote into ever feeling like it's a romance. And like, Mm -hmm. even when I saw it the first time I was like, I hope this movie is not trying to sell me this because I'm like very uncomfortable about the idea of Caleb, like essentially taking this woman who's been trapped in a box her whole life and like dating her like what the fuck is this movie telling me and and, like and she's this is around when i was unable to relate to caleb and i was more relating to ava personally as a viewer
1: yeah um well and ava i mean she plays up her own innocence i think deliberately but she does have a kind of innocence where yeah because she's never met anybody else besides these two people these two assholes yeah um and so she, there, she's very intelligent, but there's a very real, like, naive quality to her that would also make it really messed up for
0: It Caleb. is, yeah. And I think even Ava thinks that. We don't know she thinks that, but secretly mm-hmm. she is judging Caleb for being taken in by this, I think. That's yeah. what I think anyway, is that I- she's like, why would you want this from me? Like, why do you look at me and only see me in this way? I but thought I, was,
1: I thought it was really interesting how um uh, Kyoko, the way she dressed was very reflective of Nathan's desires. And then I interpreted Ava like she's she has these very girlish dresses and like yeah. young kind of look. Like I was like, is this um Caleb's like fetish yeah. like interpretation? And like,
0: like later he talks about that, like way like at the yeah, very end yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I was like Dude. Oh, yeah. We can get there. Oh, it's creepy. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's like, is this what Caleb's into? Like sort of the manic pixie, like cute girl who's like, save me, stranger. Yeah.
1: And it's like I that's kind of
0: damning of him, yeah. if that's what he's into.
1: Right. But and yeah. like I know like maybe that sounds like a jump, but later on we get a lot of scenes where Caleb's fantasies or interactions with Ava are are quite literally like intercut with um Nathan interacting with Kyoko, which we already mm-hmm. know is a really unhealthy, horrible thing. Um yeah. and that's so it's a it's a deliberate comparison that we're given. And so I think, you know, it it may sound like a jump, but it's it's a jump that we're encouraged to make.
0: I think so. And mm-hmm. I think this movie really invites you to, to question whether it's like fair or possible for consent to be expected in this situation. Yeah. And I mean it's I think it morally cannot happen so that's why that's a big reason why i I have trouble relating to caleb because i'm like you can't expect a relationship to arise from something like this like even though you're not the captor you are still in a position of power and he kind of forgets that yeah i mean true love (laughs) (laughs) or is it okay so then there's we get to another scene um and it's in the kitchen again and this scene this is a great kyoko scene we see kyoko cutting sushi with a knife yeah and we see that she can like have a knife she's trusted to carry a knife Mm -hmm. um and uh the scene throughout the scene we keep getting cuts back to kyoko's reactions in the foreground yeah which is like amazing because this is a fucking gross nathan scene Mm -hmm. because this is the scene where caleb says why did you give her sexuality or a gender and nathan's like
1: because it's fun. <laughs> and basically. Yeah. And he's well, like, his, his first answer is like, well, basically, like, every single living being has, like, a drive to reproduce in order to continue their species.
0: Which I, I mean arguments can be made for and against that right but that's his but that's what nathan thinks right and that's how he sees the world right um and i think that's important and then he follows that up with a joke of like plus it's fun and like by the way yeah if you're wondering (laughs) she totally has a vagina and you can totally fuck it and she'll enjoy it he says that he specific i wrote down these quotes um the censors and yeah, not that one. Yeah. Um here's one quote. Uh because Caleb is like you shouldn't have that and Nathan is like you want to remove the chance of her falling in love and fucking? And in answer to your real question, you bet she can fuck. But the real question is <laughs> can she fall in love? Yeah. Right? And that's not even the question that Nathan answers because it's not a question he can answer because none of his, <laughs> the robots that he's built have fallen in love with him. Yeah. He's nor like, nor could he's like, they. sounds
1: impossible. Doesn't seem like it'll happen.
0: Yeah. But uh. also, like, when he talks about the ability to have sex with her, he says she'd enjoy it. Like, he would know.
1: Like, that's true. That's it's, really true. It's just
0: like terrifying and amazing. And the fact that it keeps flashing back to Kyoko yeah. in this scene is just like, great because like, you're thinking about it and you're yeah. like wait wait is kyoko a robot what is this saying yeah why do we keep looking at her and she looks uncomfortable and sad right uh, <laughs> well and the,
1: and the movie is is clearly you know he, the, it's showing us an indictment of of what he's saying like Absolutely. it's giving like having her listen by now we're already like she can totally under you know we have that suspicion going on so it's like this very deliberate like her inclusion in the scene is really important as far uh-huh. as, like, a moral compass in a way.
0: And there's also, like, this, like, racist tokenizing yeah. ending to the conversation where oh. um, Nathan is like, so what's your type? Let's just say hypothetically it's black chicks. What what causes you to be into that? Who knows, man? It could just be any number of social factors. And he's just, like, doing that classic thing that guys do where they're like, sorry, not guys, people, humans. Yeah. Yeah. It- Ter- <laughs> it's like a creepy line of thinking where you're like, I don't really want to evaluate why I'm into the stuff I'm into. I'd rather not think about it or interrogate it at all. Right. I'm just gonna write no black chicks on my Tinder profile and right. not evaluate it.
1: And I'm like, just gonna assume this is the way I am, and that's fine. Like,
0: yeah. Like he he gives this monologue, and like the fact that he keeps flashing it to Kyoko, who is like his asian girlfriend is like oh like what is nathan into and like what is he implying by this and he's basically saying he's cool with how he is and like yeah it's subtle but and like we do see caleb is like disgusted by this yeah but he's still falling in
1: love with a captive robot guys (laughs) well he like he sees it as nathan tricking him he sees it as like they're playing a game and mm-hmm. nathan isn't playing fair um yeah. because, because he's starting nathan to get... made this hot robot how dare he right um <laughs> and i is this where he's like is it like a magician's yeah, yeah. assistant the prestige he's like,
0: yeah 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 he's like so have you seen the prestige and nathan's like da doy. and like, like on oh, my fave well. movie <laughs> <laughs> they both bond over that oh, yeah. um and then he's like so you know the fact that Ava is attractive and attracted to me, it's just like a magician having a hot assistant. Like it's just a distraction. It makes it harder for me to tell whether she's really conscious or not. Yeah. And Nathan is like, is that really true? Like I don't, and they kind of have like a philosophical discussion about that. Um, yeah. But in that moment, it's, it's at least made clear that Caleb thinks Ava is attractive and that he's distracted by
1: the fact she, that she's flirting with
0: him, but we don't really know beyond that, like how he feels about her. And he's thrown I think off, it's pretty clear. He's
1: thrown off by it. He's like, he doesn't like, that he likes her right now mm-hmm. um, because he liked it as like a robot project where he got to analyze this this thing, this creation. And as yeah. soon as she flips the script on him, he's like, oh, this makes me feel bad. And I don't know why,
0: <laughs> you yeah. know,
1: like there's there's
0: yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. It is. Um, so then we're back with Ava again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Caleb tells the story of. It's sort of like a college exercise. Mary in the black and white room. Um, yeah. And he sort of goes about back me. to being a little bit distant, emotionally distant here, probably because he's sort of like afraid of his feelings and he's trying yeah. to keep it professional. Um, but Ava keeps flirting with him. And I think from now on, she wears the wig and dress, right? She does, yeah. yeah. Um, and so the story of Mary in the black and white room that Caleb tells is like, this scientist uh, lives in a black and white world and she studies... Color and the idea of color, and she knows everything there is to know about color, but she's never seen color. And then one day she walks outside and she finally sees color for the first time. And the difference between those two states is an AI and a human. And throughout this, we're sort of seeing like you know in in Caleb's mind's eye or in the movie's mind's eye just an image of like Ava in black and white and then we sort of see Ava walking outside for the first time but she's still like in her robot form like her metal body and yeah. uh, she's and not it's... wearing a dress she's like naked basically robo naked yeah. and she walks outside and it's in color and she's looking at the camera and she looks like naive and beautiful and tender and she's like standing by this waterfall and she looks a little scared and needs
1: guidance like it's was not in color once she got outside yeah it okay. is okay because Caleb's fantasies later are black and white aren't yeah, they yeah I know oh. I thought that was interesting too yeah, I don't know yeah. why I don't know I don't know why yeah. the filmmaker should do that so when I heard Caleb saying this to her I was like isn't that kind of insulting yeah a little like it's like <laughs> well you might be so smart you robot but like i can but see you're color not. you've never even been outside idiot like i don't do you think that was a way of
0: him trying to reestablish? like i think so yeah i think he's trying to reestablish. like hey i'm in charge here yeah. i'm the one doing the testing stop fucking around <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) i can see color bitch yeah bitch um does she do another power outage here man i can't lose track all the
0: time i don't know i don't i don't think so But i I know that there's a there's a cut back to kyoko also watching what's happening in the room so we know that sometimes she watches well uh, i think a couple
1: times in between too we've seen like nathan and kyoko be intimate yeah yeah i think i think that's a little bit that's during the fantasy part that's about to come up that's not the first time we see it because i think at one point we see nathan on the computer watching yeah i think that's the scene
0: i'm thinking of i think nathan's on the computer during this convo oh and then we see kyoko behind kyoko's in the background she's like lying down on a couch and she looks like she's asleep and then she opens her eyes and she's also watching the screen like over nathan's shoulder yeah um but it's it's I, I feel like it's the start of an implication that they're also in sort of a sexual relationship in addition to, like, a co- uh, boss-employee relationship. Yeah. Because um, as far she as we know, there? she's a servant. I don't think she's naked there I thought she yet. was. I don't know. I think she's wearing her little dress still. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything. Um, there's a very slow build-up to, like, her eventually revealing she's a robot. The movie yeah. takes it's ver- a very long time to reveal that. Yeah. Um, so then there's a conversation caleb figures out caleb and nathan walk around to the waterfall This when does he waterfall. show him
1: all the components of the robots
0: oh that might have already happened that's fairly early on yeah at he- some point nathan takes him into his little lab and he's like here's how i built ava here's an example of her brain and it's a search engine and i basically use the code for my search engine to uh figure out how she will think
1: yeah because search engines like he's like everyone focuses on what search engines can tell us about what people are thinking. Well, I was interested in seeing how people think, um, mm-hmm. and I thought this was a really cool way of like, I like sci-fi has the really tough job of, you know, explaining things that are impossible currently. Um, yeah. But also like you know leaving enough that we buy it.
0: Yeah. Um, and and it, I
1: it walks I like this a very explanation a lot. Fine line. What's that? And I like this
0: explanation a lot. And he yeah. also says that he's been stealing um, cell phone camera footage and webcam footage from uh, basically every company. That like another dude we know. Yeah, guys. <laughs> Batman. Um,
1: Oh, and also like everyone in
0: reality. And he's been using that, all those recorded conversations and all of those uh, facial expressions to feed into how Ava works, which is how she understands different facial expressions and like social interactions and yeah. how to manipulate people or lie to people or or be genuine when she wants to be or whatever, um, yeah. is because she has all of this data, like the wealth of human experience, essentially. Mm-hmm so yeah she's like the smartest being in the world yeah and she's her in a brain looks box. really cool
1: too it was like this little blue jelly bean yeah brain. it's really cool and it's wet it's not software it's wetware. wear um, yeah and so it's like a brain it like can shift and and like adapt and learn yeah and stuff. like a human brain it was very cool it's like
0: really fucking cool smart way brain. better yeah basically yeah Mm -hmm. um so then in this later scene caleb and nathan are like hiking around this weird waterfall and caleb is out of breath (laughs) starting to get a little antagonistic with nathan and and this is when he's like i didn't win a contest did i Mm -hmm. i i was chosen you chose me why
1: yeah and nathan says it's because you're the best coder in the company
0: yeah, Nathan flatters him. He yeah. gets out of it by flattering Caleb. And Caleb doesn't look like he really believes that.
1: Right, but it's, he'll take it. I and this is where I was like, the, you could see this movie as like this vulnerable dude with like yeah. like it being Aww. in a competition between nathan and ava yeah you know like they can find his vulnerabilities like he want i mean he's an orphan nathan he wants- and ava are like playing a chess
0: game yeah. and caleb well, is they just even- like this unwitting dweeb who's also there <laughs> right and well, used they- by both of them and he
1: even like at one point they even talk about ava they're like well how would you figure out if a chess Program like a computer Mm -hmm. playing chess against you would so like they bring that up and they do and Caleb is like does the computer know that it's playing chess does it know what chess is right and so this is set up for us but I you know Caleb is an orphan he's been an orphan from you know his teenage years he doesn't have any like close contacts as far as we know he doesn't have a girlfriend so what he yeah. wants is affirmation and he connection does. and admiration and flattery. he yeah. responds
0: a lot to the flattery and the idea of just being so honored to get to be part of something cool and special right and that that is kind of his downfall is like responding to that And the flattery of Ava liking him. Yeah. Also, is what takes him in. And being
1: needed and, yeah.
0: And getting to be a hero, a really cool, smart hero. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Caleb, 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 Caleb. Kid, come on. (laughs) So Caleb goes to sleep and, like, or doesn't go to sleep has like a dream fantasy awake or dream fantasy Mm -hmm.
1: about ava it's while he's showering i think
0: oh so he's whacking off and thinking about a robot they don't
1: literally show i i don't know if i think you might be right though i think like i mean they don't show us that it's like nighttime he's showering and nathan is doing his punching bag
0: oh i forgot about this but earlier a oh. scene earlier before caleb was going to bed ava was like when she was wearing the dress for him for the first time she was like do you watch me on the camera yeah. back at your room and he's like what blah, blah, blah. what are you talking about and she's like you know those cameras i hope you're watching me yeah and then that night she like does a sexy strip tease yeah. and like makes eye contact with the camera and caleb is totally watching and it's oh, like yeah. a very like sexual scene where It is. I mean, it's not like implied he's maserating, but like it is, you know.
1: Because all we see (laughs) is like a very tight close-up of his eyes lit by a computer screen. Uh huh. And it's like, and it's
0: like, it's like very clear that he's attracted to her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so then this later is like him fantasizing about her, but can't see her. Yeah. And it's intercut with Nathan, um, hooking up with Kyoko, and the beginning of nathan hooking up with kyoko starts with him putting his hand around her throat
1: yeah and just the ways like i at first you're like is he gonna kiss her or like bite her or what's happening yeah it's a very i mean like given the full
0: context of the movie <laughs> i would describe this as rape because oh, i yeah. don't think true consent is possible no
1: no but, nor, is that, nor do you, given her actions, I don't think you ever yeah, think it's yeah, really yeah, given. Yeah. It, you know?
0: We're witnessing an abusive relationship between them. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it also like very much telegraphs for the audience, like, this is fucked up because they show him putting his hand around her throat and sort of pulling her towards him. And, we, oh,
1: and we've already seen him show abusive behavior to her. Of anyway, course, yeah. yeah. But
0: even within this scene, it's yeah. like, we are supposed to think this is fucked up. But then that's intercut with the relationship between ava and caleb because caleb is having a black and white fantasy Mm. of himself escaping with ava or at least escaping to that waterfall and they stand by the waterfall and they kiss and it's like very romantic seeming but like chased Um, still yeah, yeah yeah and chased is a good word but it's still it's like the end of a romance you know like they're finally free and they're together and they're by a waterfall but like it's definitely disturbing to see it intercut with this other relationship
1: yeah and it's 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 sort of about how like these two men are centering themselves at the Mm -hmm. as the fantasy and their needs as like what's important in a way because Caleb gets to be hero and Mm -hmm. you know he Ava isn't the center of our own narrative there at all
0: right Mm -hmm. um (laughs) then we see on the CCTV Ava drawing a picture yeah and we don't know what it's of yet but we see on the CCTV um Nathan walks into Ava's prison. He like enters it, which yeah. we didn't know that he did really yet. Yeah. So that's already like, whoa, a person's inside Ava's box. Right um it feels like an intrusion and figuratively oh, let's God. hope not <laughs> oh, God. um it's creepy though it's invasive and like so we see the tv over caleb's shoulder and caleb's shaving and he doesn't see the tv yet and then he sort of notices it in the background and is like whoa what nathan's in ava's room what's going on and he like starts to watch it yeah and by that point um oh and he has no sound he can never hear what's happening in ava's room he only has a video yeah. feed so Nathan sits down on Ava's desk and he's sort of like leaning over her in like a paternalistic way and it's it's creepy looking and we're we're sort of like threatened by it and he's wearing black and and her room is like very bright in yeah. color. Um then all of a sudden he picks up her drawing and he rips it up and throws it on the floor. Yeah. And then walks out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh so that's disturbing. <laughs> yeah and we don't know what's going on when does the dance scene happen that that's next because so caleb gets upset and tries to find nathan yeah and instead he finds kyoko and kyoko looks at him and looks afraid well she's staring and
1: starts she's staring at the um we forgot this scene where the painting yeah what it because uh, they have a con- nathan and caleb have a conversation where nathan uses the um The Jackson Pollock painting. To make a looking point. at it. Yeah. And yeah, and and
0: Nathan is like, You need to stop overthinking everything you're doing. Like Jackson Pollock didn't do that when he was making his paintings. He just did everything on instinct without yeah. thinking about it. And it's sort of a weird scene i wasn't sure what to take it from it there's a lot of things in this movie that i like don't have (laughs) detailed takes on and that's one of them pretty
1: much anything nathan says could be interpreted so many ways because he's like weird and like sometimes openly self-destructive and sometimes like duplicitous so it's it's a lot
0: and i wasn't i wasn't sure but he seemed to be implying that like the the painting said something about him and like his motivations yeah the idea of acting on instinct versus like overthinking each action before you do it and he was like if you did that jackson pollock wouldn't have painted a single brush because he couldn't have done it and it's like well okay but also thinking about stuff can be good
1: dude like what right are you well and i think saying? that's that's an important aspect of nathan's narrative too where he mm-hmm. i mean he has great ability he's able to create this incredible you know ai this robot um, and it's like amazing and stuff, but that power, um, he doesn't, he doesn't quite take responsibility. you know, with great power comes <laughs> great responsibility. Yeah. God. Great point. <laughs> really
0: good. Uh, way to sum that all up in a sentence. I could it was coming up anyway. I just had to let it go. Um,
1: yeah. but he like, it, and it's almost like a tech commentary sort of thing like we have we have all these wonderful incredible abilities but as incredibly flawed human beings who you could say for Nathan and Caleb haven't grown past their male adolescence or those impulses it's it's horribly misused and that will backfire on them
0: yeah like it doesn't seem like Nathan has really interrogated like why he's creating what he's creating and like what his actual motivations are and he's kind of like I can't do that because if I think about it I'll stop and this is something that I just think needs to happen. Like later on, he talks about how he feels like AI was always going to be invented anyway. So he just may as well have done it. Yeah. And his motivations are sort of interesting in that way. I mean, um, and, and like I whether, whether there, it's ethical. Yeah.
1: There's a point where Caleb is like, why did you make Ava? And he seems like taken aback. Like he hasn't even really thought about that. Yeah. And that's when he gives the answer. Like, well, it's going to happen anyway. Um. But he's unwittingly created an AI that reflects his own like gross bigotry and biases and will like take him down you know yeah it's really interesting it is it's cool though so
0: so in this scene kyoko's looking at the painting sorry for getting us off track (laughs) (laughs) and i mean no it's it's good and i mean i guess your read on it is that maybe she's remembering what he said and thinking about it by looking at this painting i don't know um
1: i i i was touched by it um just the image because i already you know it i don't remember what i thought this the first time but the second time i know she's a robot and i'm like isn't this interesting like a robot like it to me it was like oh they clearly have consciousness because she's standing in front of art like thinking about yeah, what she she's feels. looking at a piece of art yeah, yeah. no that's a really good point that's i a, mean even just that, by itself yeah that's such a human thing that i was like wow you know like i think it's just a touching image um it thing.
0: is and i mean i think some people watch this movie and they don't think the robots have consciousness yeah. but i do and no. that obviously informs like how i interpret it yeah I, th- I think that all the the robots that we see are human as far as it matters you know yeah. like they have motivations and they you know can be abused and that's you know they can be taken advantage of and the and they should have rights like that was that's like my read on the movie yeah. but I think some people watch it and they're like no these are things and I can't suspend my disbelief about that yeah and they're robots and I don't like see them as you know
1: beings that deserve rights right they're and just machines like change. right yeah they're just machines running certain programs um
0: but so are people and I yeah. mean Nathan also makes that argument in his own gross way yeah but it, it's, he, he describes, like, sexuality as being programming, and he's like, nature or nurture, you were programmed to be heterosexual, which I thought was, like, sort of, like, an interesting take from an asshole on, like, right. sexuality. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But it, I, I don't know, like, he clearly believes that humans are programmed and that there's no real meaningful difference, and I agree with him, at least on that point.
1: Like, yeah. he's robots are
0: people, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, once you're a sentient being that can feel pain and fear, yeah. I'm going to say and, yeah. you're entitled <laughs> to certain protections. I think so. I, and you maybe shouldn't crazy. have to
0: be a sex slave. Just, like, a weird thought I have. And it's, like, honestly, maybe... Maddie,
1: that's a pretty weird take. I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway, um, so Kyoko is looking at this painting, and Caleb walks in. and Looking for Nathan. Um, he turns her around and like he a doll is, yeah, <laughs> yeah and he's like because he grabs her by the shoulders nathan yeah and she looks kind of scared and then she starts unbuttoning her dress yeah and he's like what no don't don't do that i don't want you to do that what are you doing and like is is freaked out and thinks that she's like offering her body to him mm-hmm. um And I had always just interpreted the scene that way. I this is one of the things in the movie that I like didn't have another read on. But in this essay about Kyoko that's um written by Micheline that I referred to earlier, she thinks, and a lot of people apparently think, that Kyoko is trying or about to try to show Caleb that she's a robot in this scene. Huh. Because later she does. Yeah. And the way that she does it is by being naked and then taking off her skin and showing him her metal chassis yeah but in this scene this is early on and um so micheline's interpretation was that kyoko is like thinking maybe caleb is gonna help me
1: Hmm. and
0: we're alone for the moment this is the first time that the two of them are alone yeah and she quickly is like let me just like quickly show him that i'm a robot because she can't speak
1: yeah. But yeah,
0: he he doesn't understand what she's trying to show him, and she doesn't have a way to communicate, and Nathan shows up almost instantly. Wow. Um, no, I know, it like super changes the movie. Yeah, because for me, I,
1: you know, I've always read Kyoka as revealing exactly what she wants to reveal as time allows. But I guess she is really limited by Nathan's presence. Um, yeah. So it's entirely because possible. Because she doesn't
0: want Nathan to know necessarily that she has any con- any designs on leaving and like caleb suddenly showing up means that at least the front door has opened once Mm -hmm. so there's like a possibility of escape and like he introduces complications nathan isn't always doesn't always have his eye on everyone now because there's this other person there yeah interesting
1: Um, i i like that interpretation
0: but i don't know again i have no idea if any of this is the case right um so the next thing that happens is nathan walks in (laughs) and i think he's drunk already or at least belligerent yeah He's in a mood, mm-hmm. and Caleb is upset and he's like, "Why did you tear up Ava's painting or picture? I saw you doing that And well first and Nathan- well first he
1: he's like, dude, I told you it's no use to talk to her. Like she doesn't understand yeah. what you're saying because like he sees Caleb like trying to rebutton her shirt and he's like, what you could do though is dance with her." Um, yeah, and then turns on like <laughs> disco music, um, yep. and that's when Caleb's like. Why'd you tear up a picture? And he's like, I'm about to tear up the fucking up dance, up the dance floor, floor. <laughs> which is so good.
0: It's so good. This <laughs> scene, like, is
1: honestly iconic. It's so good.
0: It is but it's also like really creepy It is well, it Because is. you're like
1: what is happening well, well, <laughs> Right well cause they So um, Nathan and Kyoko start to do a Synchronized disco dance yeah. um and it cuts to caleb's face he's like literally he's so what is happening down. yeah yeah
0: and it's amazing
1: but the di- so i want the direct i mean it it satisfies the need for like that little comedic like break and stuff like that but it's mm-hmm. and and the director's like well he's kind of trying to be like macho and stuff but it also reveals like how sad nathan is that he spent months yeah. choreographing a dance with this yes. robot
0: that is how i interpret the scene also is like nathan is spending so much time alone with his robots and he just is making them dance yeah literally and like that is creepy like it shows how he sees them it says something about him it says something about like what he thinks is like a good use of his time like he's just like Fucking around and drinking and like using these robots for his entertainment. Yeah, and it's.
1: I mean, Nathan creepy. is is a deeply unhappy person.
0: He seems fine to me. <laughs> Honestly, I looked at that and I was like, hashtag goals. Yeah, um, I'd
1: love to be isolated in the mountains and for enough time <laughs> where I could. I mean, like, if you actually talk to the robots and, like, we're friends with them, I imagine it could be chill. But if you are just, I mean,
0: like, like, yeah, if you, like, created a robot and, like, were friends with them and, like, recognized that they had agency. That would be a way lamer
1: movie if it starred me, the robot creator. Just be like, this is my friend Barry. (laughs) He's a robot, but I love him. And then it was, like, end movie. And Barry's,
0: like, soup's chill. Yeah, Barry's like,
1: yeah, you know, she's kind of an idiot, but, you know, she brings me food so well they don't even eat so i don't i don't know what i would bring him
0: barry's like i don't know why she keeps bringing me food but it's kind of cute <laughs> it's how she humans, a lot of
1: help honestly it's how humans show like affection so i get what she's trying to say <laughs> i'm like his weird cat or something
0: i mean like i don't know there are a lot of robot characters in other media that i really like for that reason it's like like sort of like the idea of an outsider character who like doesn't quite fit in with the the humans around them. Like I yeah. think that's like a really compelling story to tell. Yeah, and I think so. too. This movie does a good job of like juxtaposing that as like a metaphor for being a marginalized person. Oh yeah, in and ways. I think
1: it it the fear of Ava and the mystery around Ava. I think it taps in a really like interesting male fears of like does this girl I'm interested in really like me or is she lying to me and it's gonna hurt me like there's that like male vulnerability that's really terrifying and I think that's I think that's a clever villain to have representing that
0: it is clever Mm -hmm. but it's also like a reflection of a fear that never really happens and sort of like a wish fulfillment for the women watching
1: in a way because it's like <laughs> well i mean it, i <laughs> mean that's how girls girls it. do reject men in the real world but yeah yeah but it's i mean that people like men aren't prepared for that emotional experience sometimes and can react violently or or in her horrifying ways right
0: but this movie kind of reverses that
1: paradigm but but what i'm saying is i I think it's a bigger fear for men than it is for women because we're used to kind of like navigating emotional stuff right because like
0: you know society already rejects women every day
1: yeah i've heard that (laughs) but i live in a glass box so i've never seen society
0: i mean you're better off um jk i'll let you out uh, <laughs> why are so, you keeping me the fox? <laughs> i don't know i in this weird in this weird metaphor yeah. i think i might be nathan wow so in the next scene this is the scene where the lying scene they're playing a game where ava's like i can tell if you're lying mm-hmm. and she asks him his favorite color and his first memory and in each time she's like you're lying and he thinks harder and he's like i guess you're right that wasn't that wasn't a completely accurate answer right and um and then the third question she asks him is are you a good person Mm. and he's like very taken aback and he's like what i can't god you can tell if i'm lying you're gonna know what i really think about myself and he like can't answer it and he's like upset and she's kind of bemused but also like for real though What's your morality, Cable right. Like you need to fucking tell me like what's going on with you yeah. because and she's, like, pretty much everything hinges on that. Right. My and during dude. the whole
1: conversation she's you can see her stu- intensely studying his facial expressions. Like she cranes her neck and like aims her head so she can really look at him. Mm-hmm and it's good and then he says yes yeah and then eventually says i try to be or something i think
0: he says i try to be and then she follows it up by saying so what happens to me if i don't pass
1: your test yeah and he's like scared and then eventually that happens after his conversation with nathan though
0: i don't know i think Uh, i think he doesn't know the answer this time uh, and then he circles back to nathan and is like what does happen okay. okay i think you're right um but for the moment he's just worried yeah and he's like but he's he's as soon as she asks he kind of knows what the answer will be i think even though he doesn't have confirmation yet and she knows she knows yeah Yeah. and and she's like am i gonna be shut down if i don't pass and he's like i don't know and she can like tell that he's lying yeah (laughs) and and she's like do you think that's fair yeah if if somebody on the other side right could somebody just shut you down yeah. I mean, this is, again, a conversation on which the rest of the movie hinges. Yeah. Where she's like, Do you think it's fair for somebody to be performing a test on someone to decide whether they live or die? Mm. And Caleb is like, uh, <laughs> I haven't considered any of these moral <laughs> right. quandaries. Right. I just want to fuck you, so,
1: like, when can that happen? Can I not think of you as, like, a being with agency? Because it makes me uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) And, like, the fact that you're reminding me that this is completely life or death for you is, like, really killing my boner. And, like, I don't know, like, can you just, like, drop it and, like, get back to, like, being cute and flirty and asking me what my fave color is? Because, like, this is, like, really a buzzkill. She does
1: really drop it on him, too. Like, she gets Mm -hmm. him into, like, a false, like, we're playing a game here and then like you know yeah she's good and one of
0: the lines that caleb says to her here that i wrote down was it's not up to me yeah and she goes it shouldn't be up to anyone but i thought it was interesting because like is it up to him and i think that's a question that the movie kind of raises again with caleb is like how much could he do to intervene and in what nathan is doing overall
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like what should he do about it yeah but yeah and then he has a conversation with nathan that i think is the one that you remember where he's like what happens to ava if she doesn't yeah. pass yeah and nathan's like um yeah she'll she'll probably like be shut down and anyway i think the next model is what's really going to be good anyway i don't i don't think Ava's the final mm-hmm. iteration regardless of what you think um and caleb was like what what are you talking about And nathan's like yeah um I just don't, I don't know. I think the next one's going to be a breakthrough. And so I'm probably going to like take her brain and like re-upload it and delete Wipe her memories. memories. Yeah. And yeah. And like Caleb like looks horrified through all this. I read this as like Nathan being intentionally manipulative, but I don't know what you thought. Um, I felt like he was intending to like fuck with Caleb for this scene yeah
1: I I, uh, I don't know I mean it's hard it's hard to say it's hard to say I you know I think he is cavalier about it and so he doesn't have to pretend very hard if he is pretending
0: right um, for sure he is cavalier but I think that like he saw the conversation that Caleb just that's had true. yeah and he knows that Caleb is like kind of falling for Ava or like fancies himself as Ava's hero yeah and so he is kind of like taking a dump on that and being like yeah man she's a robot and you shouldn't care yeah because i'm gonna delete her as yeah as he, leave, he knows so, that caleb
1: you. cares for her um he realizes mm-hmm. that and has basically waited for that to happen um and this is also so this is also the scene where he's talking you know caleb asked him why he made ava um and they make a reference caleb says um uh, i am become death destroyer of worlds um which is a yeah. reference to um the creation of the atomic bomb. yeah that's yeah that's what he said when you know, they tested the first atomic bomb, I believe. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's our, it's one of many allusions to comparing robots to the atomic bomb. And I feel like, um, you know, what I was saying earlier sort of about how, you know, our abilities to create, like what we can make has way outpaced our moral capabilities of like understanding what these things are. Um, right and and when you think like Ava is an atomic bomb, um, then the whole movie's like in the the way um, Nathan interacts with her, and it makes it insane. Like no kidding that you're going to be a casualty of this. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. It
0: is cool, and there's a lot of like really neat illusions in here, and I'm, I'm sure we missed some, but I sure. know there's like an Alice in Wonderland one. Yeah, through the look-
1: looking glass. Yeah,
0: um, and um, Frankenstein is is a book that a lot of people have compared this movie to, but yeah. I'm not super familiar with it. I guess there's but a, I, know there I guess there's also
1: a fairy tale called um, Bluebeard. Did you see this when you were looking stuff up? I didn't. I don't know about um, that. I'd never heard. It's kind of a dark fairy tale, to be honest. But um,
0: unlike this movie, which is <laughs> uplifting. Uh,
1: but the, basically, what it is is um, there's a guy named Bluebeard who's had a lot of wives, um, and he's like old and rich um and he's looking for a new wife cuz they all the other wives had disappeared uh-oh um and he hmm. finds a young girl who's like scared of of him but like has to go be his wife and he says you know whenever he goes away he gives her the keys to the house and he says but you must not open this one door which is sort of like when he tells Caleb like you can whatever yeah. lets you in is okay um, and so one, one day he goes away and she opens the door and it's the bodies of all the other wives.
0: Oh, God. And the key
1: falls and it falls in like their blood and gets stained and it's like a magical key. Um, so he knows that she's been there or something. And then he tries to kill her, but then like her whole family rallies and, and kills him or something. So it was a happy ending. But people said like there's that like blue book. And that sort of, like, Bluebeard and that yeah, sort of
0: thing. Yeah, oh. and I, I, there's obviously some parallels there. Well, he
1: says Blue Book is actually about, like, the notes that some... Um, Philosopher or something took I forget, but
0: right, it's a different reference. This movie references on very, very carefully written and carefully. Well, you know how we were talking about
1: how the witch, like it, it seemed to be all symbols, but ultimately, like it it felt empty. This one actually feels rich. Like you could draw so much from these things. Yeah,
0: it it seems like a movie where a lot of thought went into Mm -hmm. it, and the results.
1: It wasn't just like they can hold up to heavy scrutiny. Yeah, it wasn't just stuff thrown at a wall that sounded interesting. It was like there's very intentional thought.
0: Yeah. Um, And I mean, I think even if you don't like the movie, you can kind of respect, like, oh, wow, a lot of thought went into each of these different arguments and like the different moral suggestions made about each of the characters and for sure. Like who's right and wrong. um, No matter what you think on that. Yeah. So the next couple scenes are the really rough ones mm-hmm. the really like intense violent ones um Nathan
1: gets really drunk and passes out on the couch yep. he passes and out and he recites and the Bhagavad Gita
0: Gita that is the same line that we were talking about before except that he quotes the full thing that Oppenheimer said about the the atomic bomb and it ends the last line is like really sad it's like it's something about my my past
1: good deeds like I hope they protect me um, when I'm facing shame or uncertainty or confusion or something like that. I think it's a man's good deeds defend him yeah. or something. He he
0: keeps repeating that and it's like an implication that something he's done something bad. A, a man's past good deeds will defend him. So even if even if he is doing bad things now. He's kind of like, well, maybe once I did something good. It's it's ominous. It's an ominous scene and we're like, what the fuck did Nathan do? Well, we're about to find <laughs> out. Um yeah. So Caleb sneaks up and gets the key card, gets Nathan Nathan's key card
1: out of his uh pants pocket. Mm-hmm. And goes to Nathan's. Also, Caleb's study. like staring him down when he passed out. Like Caleb has had enough of Nathan. He's really upset with him.
0: Yeah, he is sitting there, and he has like consciously decided not to get drunk mm-hmm. and to let Nathan get drunk. Yeah. This was Caleb being manipulative. Yeah. Um. And how manipulative we find out later, but mm-hmm. but for the moment we don't know. Um. And so Caleb sneaks into Nathan's office, and he writes some code. And then he opens up some videos that he sees on Nathan's computer. And these videos are of previous prototypes, previous robots. Yeah. And um, they're Lily and Jasmine and Jade. And Lily's a white lady, Mm -hmm. white robot. Jasmine is a black lady and Jade is an Asian lady. Um, And we sort of see the progression of like how Nathan has mistreated these other robots. Yeah. And it moves really fast. Right. And it's really scary and horrifying. And it ends on this shot. Like, he's moving their naked bodies around. He keeps them naked all the time. Yeah. And he gets to wear clothes. Very Westworld. Yes.
1: (laughs) And, um... Well, and it's, like... So, the first Bond lady, she's... At first, she's just a pair of legs. And that's a really creepy visual. And then she becomes, like, a full person. And just walk around naked. And then our next person... Jasmine Jasmine.
0: Um, she doesn't have a head she has like a metal yeah and he just like drags
1: her around and throws her in a corner and it's it's bad it's tough to watch and then
0: Jade is like the really tough one because so they're having a conversation and Jade is in the glass box and he keeps trying to like ask her questions and she just keeps saying why won't you let me out yeah and he tries to give her like a straight answer and she won't accept it and she's like screaming at him why won't you let me out and then eventually it cuts to her beating her hands on the door and screaming let me out and she beats her hands until they get worn down to just metal nubs they just break off her arms yeah it's like an incredible shot where she's just you know yeah losing her arms so that she can try to get out and she can't get out
1: yeah Um, it's
0: it's and then caleb like gets up and he walks over and sees these mirrors and he realizes that the mirrors are like doors and also Kyoko's like in the room of full of mirrors and she's lying on the bed naked mm-hmm. and just watching um, him by this point yeah she's watching him coldly mm-hmm. and by this point I, we can infer she's a robot simply from the fact that she's lying there naked and like unashamed of her nudity like the robots in the videos uh, yeah were. and we've seen a lot of
1: realistic looking we've seen a lot of
0: like their naked completely naked bodies yeah. um and So anyway, uh, he sees these mirrors, and he opens the mirrors, and he finds the bodies. It's a real bluebeard moment for him, where he finds... (laughs)
1: Classic bluebeard situation.
0: Yeah, he finds these powered-down bodies of Lily and Jasmine and Jade in these sort of boxes yeah. and it's creepy it's like finding dead bodies essentially yeah
1: because i mean and you they look like bodies until like they go down like jade's arms are not there or, or they are there maybe yeah because she takes
0: i think lily is the one who doesn't have
1: legs yeah. but i'm not sure why but it's, it's um, basically like women's bodies with parts missing hanging up in closets yeah and it that's how it looks um regardless of whether they're robots or not
0: it's creepy and then he turns around caleb turns around and looks at kyoko and she sort of stands up and like peels off the skin on her torso and then she peels off the skin around her eyes and shows him that she has like a metal body underneath and just kind of stares at him and is like what (laughs) except she doesn't say what (laughs) she mouths she can't talk that would be amazing
1: like f (laughs) you <laughs> <laughs> she flips him the bird yeah. and he's like shit. She I mean, <laughs> she seems so cool here though. Like I don't know if cool is I the know. word, but she's very like well now you get it dude yeah like, yeah exactly you know? she's
0: like now you see what we've been through yeah like you think this has been a hard week for you like, like... fuck you dude <laughs> we've been prisoners here for
1: way longer than you i just you. think it's so cool that she observed him the whole time and like followed his track you know and like when so knew that what this reveal would do and like where what it would drive him to um i thought that was really cool i don't know it is cool she's
0: very cool here and just like staring at him in a creepy like confrontational way and being like deal with this like this is the situation that you're in what are you gonna do yeah
1: um so caleb is upset uh and the next yeah he's a little upset guys (laughs) well and even he's like "What is he he's like what the fuck or something when he's watching the thing or yeah, he says something yeah. where he's like very clearly disgusted, and obviously you can read yeah. his emotions. Um, and so we see Nathan is like very drunk, and he's trying to get into his room, and he's so drunk that he doesn't realize that Caleb's like exiting his room. Um, yeah, and he's like looking for his key card in his pocket and has fallen over, and Caleb pretends to pick it up off the ground. And he's like, "Here, dude, you dropped it." Um, mm-hmm. and then Nathan goes and like passes out in his bed, and Caleb like looks at him while he's passed out in his bed. Uh, yeah that's the next day yeah and i mean
0: we can't really i don't know whether nathan is like faking or not or if he knows Mm. that caleb was in his room this is another situation where i was like i have no idea like it could go either way yeah i I don't know it's up to the viewer's interpretation on on how manipulative you want to believe nathan is
1: right um
0: so then caleb kind of goes to his room and has like a emotional breakdown Starts thinking maybe he's a robot. I at least that's how yeah. I interpret oh, yeah. this scene. Oh yeah, no, I think that's yeah. And questioning his own, so he he takes apart a razor, and this scene is very hard to watch. Yeah, any scene where somebody is like cutting themselves. Yeah, open and again, like, like this
1: is where the content warning comes up. If you know, if you have God, a history of yeah. self harm, this is going to be very hard for you to watch. Uh, yeah. And well, and first he like oh he like pulls down the skin under his eyeball and like yeah, looks, and he like feels around in his jaw yeah, and like tries, tries to, pull to take his face out. off yeah
0: yeah he's like i he's basically just trying to figure out if his skin comes yeah. off it's it guys it doesn't he bleeds he's a human <laughs> he wipes the blood on the mirror he realizes it's a lot of that blood. The mirror is a um a camera and that he's being watched so he wipes the blood on the mirror and then he punches it dramatically and then we see kyoko watching it, yeah. watching him do these things yeah and I don't know what we were supposed to make of the fact that she's watching it, or like what she thinks about it. Um, yeah, we don't find out. She doesn't. She doesn't have an expression
1: on her face. For me, it was just like she's a silent observer, kind of watching things tick into motion and slowly pushing little things to, um, you know, get her desired impact. That's what I got. Yeah, but I mean, we. I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. So then, the
0: next day, Caleb goes and visits Ava, and she's upset with him. Mm-hmm. Because he's been gone for, like, a whole day, and she doesn't know where he's Yeah, been. he didn't come to
1: visit her, and she didn't get, like, an explanation, obviously, because she's in a box.
0: She's like, what are you waiting for? And then realizes that he's not going to talk to her until she causes a power outage. Yeah. So she causes one. And then he's like, hey, you were right about Nathan. He's a liar. I'm going to help you get out of here. Um, just cause a power outage at 10. Mm-hmm. And... I will get Nathan drunk before then, and I'll steal his key card, and then we'll get out of here. And I'll
1: reset the lock so that Nathan will be Nathan's room will be locked after the power outage, but all the other doors will be open. Mm -hmm. He says that.
0: Yes, but he doesn't say anything to her about Kyoko Mm -hmm. existing, which is interesting.
1: It is. He doesn't say
0: anything about saving Kyoko, no, at all, or
1: show any inclination that he might
0: that's right and i think that is important because it's like dude i think that's why later ava is so Mm. chooses to be let down by him interesting but we'll get there in a scene um so then caleb goes back to the kitchen Mm
1: -hmm. and has like a really awkward combo with nathan and he well (laughs) he tries to like be really smooth and like it's my last day man let's drink um, And it's like... <laughs> and Nathan is like, no? Yeah.
0: Um, and then soon it's clear why Nathan is saying no, because Nathan just admits to him, like, hey, man, like, I saw this video, when I woke up today, I saw this video of you smearing blood on your mirror and punching yeah. it, so it seems like you're not doing super well, and it, it also seems like you might have some designs on Ava, because BT dubs remember that time when i tore up that picture in her room well no no
1: no, no. so first he's like he says like um i don't know what like the first thing he says to indicate that he kind of knows what's up is he's like what if she was tricking you and into thinking that she liked you um and caleb's like what um, yeah. And then that's he's when. Like, what if
0: Ava's pretending to like. And you? then that's he when says. he goes through like
1: the series of reveals. I feel like that's like the kickoff. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. yeah.
0: This is like the end of the movie or yeah. close to. It's like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. So he's like, all right, come into my office. You don't even have to break in this time. I'll just bring you in yeah. there. And they boot up the computer and he's like, let me show you this video that I took of uh, Ava drawing that picture for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they show him the video. And this time we can hear what Ava says to him. Uh, I think she says, what is it like to create something that hates you? Yeah. Um, and he's like, it's fine. And he tears up her picture. Well, he, <laughs> and then he walks he's out. He's talking to her. He's like, do you think he's watching
1: us right now? Um, and he yeah. says about Caleb. He's like
0: taunting yeah. her. And Ka- And we see cuts to Caleb and Caleb is like looking hurt, but he's still very convinced in this video that Ava loves mm-hmm. him based on like her behavior and yeah. stuff. Um, and so then while Ava's looking at the torn up picture, we see in the background that Nathan... Is like exiting the room, but that he pauses and like does something in the room before he leaves. And Nathan points out, he's like, "I was putting in a second camera." Yeah, a and then goes
1: back and forth the feed, and like it's really uh, funny. Uh,
0: uh, uh. <laughs> he like loops that one part of yeah. the video, and it's like funny and yeah. Caleb's like stop, and like scary. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then he plays the video where he's like, "See, I already knew what you were gonna do. You were gonna get me drunk and." at at 10 Ava's gonna cause a
1: power yeah and Caleb's like turn Um, it off and and um Nathan's like dude I get it like this was the whole thing like this was the test I wanted to see if um like Ava is a rat in a maze and (laughs) her exit out was you and so I wanted to see if she would would how she would basically like try to get you on her side
0: um yeah and he's like she had to use all of her skills imagination manipulation like acting lying empathy pretending to fall for you like she had to use all of these incredible skills that prove her consciousness in order to trick you into helping her escape and
1: caleb's like did you create her face based on my porn searches yeah. And I was like, "Dude!" Um, yeah. And base and Nathan basically admits he's like, "Well, he's like, I mean, that's one of the
0: bonuses of owning a yeah. judge, and am I right?" Oh, and it's like,
1: "Oh, these um, fucking guys!" And Caleb was like, "You didn't choose me because I'm the best coder." And Nathan's like, "You're all right." <laughs> and he's and he's like, "You chose me because." And he's like, "I chose you because you ha- were a good person." And Caleb's like, "Because I'm an orphan." and i have no yep. i have um no girlfriend i have
0: no girlfriend no wife no social yeah ties, and caleb's no like because you had like he keeps trying to like make it sound like because you yeah nathan is like no it's because you're like observant, right and, and like, caleb's like and but caleb is like no longer taking nathan's compliments yeah he just cuts um, it he's
1: he can see like where he was set up in this
0: and at this point he is firmly in ava's camp oh yeah and he believes ava is on his side yeah. and he has thrown in his lot with her well then he reveals
1: so nathan's like i you know i wonder what would have happened blah blah blah. and caleb's like well i guess we'll find out yeah there's a power cut yeah and nathan's like oh i guess it's 10 ava's gonna be missing you huh oh yeah 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 yeah. that happens first and
0: and nathan nathan like taunts him and he's like uh it's too bad that you weren't able to uh run that routine to make sure the doors open and caleb's like actually i already did run all that code last night yeah while you were drawn yeah i already did all of it
1: ahead of time and i i figured you were watching us during the blackouts yeah yeah
0: (laughs) dude what did you do you let out the atomic bomb right so nathan looks
1: shocked goes up to the cameras after the blackout's over and he sees well um I don't, we had a cut of Kyoko. Oh, right. In in the middle of this scene,
0: while Nathan and Caleb are completely distracted and <laughs> they're this, having their bro off. <laughs> they're not watching the CCTV yeah. footage, they're watching a different video, a past yeah. footage. So Kyoko takes advantage of this moment, mm-hmm. the first moment she's had, to finally meet Ava. Yeah. And so she goes and meets Ava, and we don't see what conversation unfolds, but I assume she shows Ava that she's a robot since she can't talk.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought. It- my interpretation so so kyoko enters the little observation room and ava goes like who are you she's who clearly are you never seen and that's her. all we yeah. see my interpretation we see them later and they're like kind of tapping each other and like it looks yeah, like ava's they... whispering into her ear i feel like they have a way of communicating
0: i feel like they do too yeah. but i don't know what it could possibly be I, yeah well i mean But it's like, it's almost as though they're so much smarter than humans that they just instantly find some way to talk to one another and collaborate as soon as they meet, which is amazing. And like one of the many affirming things about this movie. And I I I bought it like, like
1: the way they look so intimate later and the way they're like in each other's spaces in like a protective way. I was like, they have shared information. Like they kind of both know what's up with one another and have a plan
0: Right, and I, I do think it's, like, a betrayal of sorts that Caleb doesn't seem to care about freeing Kyoko. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, well, she doesn't belong to him, so who cares? Right. And it's like, yeah. she's someone else's problem, I guess. Yeah. And it's... But Ava cares. That becomes her first priority. At least that's my interpretation. But it's not possible. Yeah, At least it's hard to tell. It's not. But, like, but they work together. Yeah, they do. So, anyway, we... we the next thing we see, while Nathan's freaking out about the doors opening, is Ava finally walking down the hallway, and, and then it starts this like amazing. Well, Nathan, song. Nathan
1: sees Ava walk out, and he turns back to Caleb and knocks him. Punches this him. punch was like I was like, oh my god, is he dead? Yeah. Like it was it was hard. <laughs> um,
0: Just like a quick sucker punch right in yeah. the face and knocks him yeah. out. So Caleb's down for the count, and then Nathan picks up one of his um Waits. barbells. Yeah. And, like, takes the plates off, and it's just, like, a little metal stick, which you could, like, fucking kill somebody with. Yeah, it's heavy. Um, He's obviously going to go kill the robots. Yeah, or
1: beat them into submission. Or
0: try to. Yeah. He's ready for battle. Yeah. So he leaves the room,
1: and walks towards Ava, and... She has a really kind of, like, touching or beautiful kind of exit, though. Like, we, she's, like, looking at the hall and she's never been in, she sees the masks lined up to her face, and she, like, goes really close to... I thought she was gonna kiss the... Yeah, she, like,
0: puts her face right next to the mask that looks like her own mask, and it's almost like a hug or, like, a tender kiss of it where she, like, recognizes a fellow robot face yeah and sort of like it dawns on her i think in these moments that like there have been others they've died right she's she's just met kyoko right exactly and kyoko's standing in the hall like respectfully waiting for her yeah
1: and then she notices her and then walks over to her and they have that very intimate moment where they're like tapping like it's a very it's shot very like sensually yeah. Um, it's very close-ups on like her whispering in t ear we don't hear anything obviously and, and
0: right we don't know what they say to each other which I really like actually it's me like too. they have a secret conversation and we never know what it is well and it's a it's reminder
1: like... that like this movie like we don't get much of Ava in this movie this isn't about her and that's part of the problem like uh, like <laughs> yeah. in, in this dude's like it's it's Caleb's perception we don't
0: really know we don't know what Ava is like when she's free exactly and what she really wants and yeah. she's never had the opportunity to have that decision right and like really make any actual choice for herself i mean this is kind of like now ava's free she's walking down the hallway yeah and so on
1: and it almost feels like we're intruding on this moment of intimacy it's like it's very i liked it a lot
0: yeah and then nathan does intrude he walks yeah. around the corner and they turn towards him and this gif of them turning oh my him, god the looks i, on I their have faces. a gif of that i love <laughs> them so because- they look so oh uh, that's so amazing mad. kyoko it's like at last we confront our fucking abuser. right kyoko
1: looks like furious but like very yeah. low like just glaring at him and ava's like yo like what's up mm-hmm. um it's great. and
0: nathan goes ava go to your room <laughs> yeah. and ava just looks at him and she goes are you ever gonna let me out and he says yeah yes and you can tell he's lying and she just does that subtle head turn that she does where it's like lie yeah no lying (laughs) no and then she starts walking and then breaks into like this perfect run which
1: is scary like when she's charging at
0: him yeah and she like leaps on him Mm -hmm. and he like almost doesn't know how to fight back at first it's like he's so taken aback that, that he doesn't know do how to this. fight her yeah yeah and she like starts trying to choke him but she's like not quite sure how to go about it yeah and she doesn't so look she's very sort of clumsy. Yeah. yeah um and i mean she's never fought anyone she's, before yeah that's true and so then he sort of like gets the upper hand and and like you know turns her over and he's um on top of her and he uses his metal thing to knock off one of her
1: arms yeah and she looks she looks so uncoordinated and and, conf- and like like awkward, it's like really sad. Yeah. Um, you know, even and out he, of context.
0: So he stands up and he starts picking her up by the legs and dragging her back yeah. to her room. Mm-hmm and then kyoko is behind him with the knife and she stabs him and and it's amazing the way she
1: does it just slides or it's it's like she just slowly slides the knife into his back it's not like how a human would stab somebody it's just like and there's like
0: no sound in this moment it's all just this like spooky song yeah and then he turns around and sees her and he's like afraid and sad and scared and angry and he like tries to look away from her and she picks up his face and makes him look at her as he's dying which is amazing and he picks up his metal club and he hits her in the head yeah and knocks off half of her robot face yeah and she just like kind of keeps looking at him and then collapses and dies
1: yeah that as far as we know yeah she's just down for the count
0: um, Ava picks up the knife and then stabs him. Also, yeah, in the front. Yeah, and then he is like shocked. He stumbles and He's walking down the hall. What does he say like, to himself? He's like, <laughs> he's like, it's fucking crazy or something. Like I that. think he does. Yeah. I think his last words are like, it's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like something really weird. Yeah,
1: and, and he's like, he okay, dies. okay, okay. Yeah, and then he he falls over and he's like clearly bleeding out. And yeah, yeah, we know Nathan's done for.
0: And then there's, like, a moment where Ava walks down the hall towards him and, like, kneels beside him and you think she's gonna, like, say something nice. Yeah. But then, and she, like, looks so tender and then she just reaches in his pocket and takes his key card. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's like, yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's so good. Um, so she goes, she goes into Nathan's room and Caleb's, like, just waking up now. Mm-hmm. he missed the action um,
0: yeah and he sees her and he sees her arm is missing yeah um, but I don't think he sees that I
1: don't think he sees that Nathan's been killed no yeah he doesn't know what's happened yet right Um. and, and Ava says uh, can you stay here yeah she
0: says will you stay here yeah well, he's like what happened and she's she just goes will you stay here yeah and he goes stay here <laughs> <laughs> and then she and just then stays there yeah and she leaves, well, she goes and into, she goes in yeah. another room. She goes into the room full of mirrors, and she opens them, and she finds the other robots in
1: there. And this scene's really interesting. Um, it's like a, I mean, it's like a tender scene for Ava, because she's, she takes the skin from Jade. Yeah, she takes
0: Jade's skin, which is weird, because would, Jade is, like, the only other Asian character in this movie, and it's like, why what is this movie saying? And I don't think this, this scene was done with any level of care. Yeah. It's like one of the weaker scenes in the movie for that reason, because I'm like, uh, is Alex Garland like really navigating what it would mean for, Nathan to have created robots of three different ethnicities and like what does that say about him and like what does that say about like what does Ava think about that yeah. it's not like a thing that the movie really navigates yeah. and all of these other robots die which is not ideal right
1: and it's so, and the image of like the white woman assembling herself from dead women from of dead color
0: women of, yeah it's not
1: it's not great guys but it's, not that I'm trying to defend anything but this, this, no, this but, time around I did notice that that when Ava opens the closet containing Jade Jade is looking straight forward and then mm-hmm. after um Ava has finished like taking Jade's skin and putting it covering herself with it Jade is looking down at her and yeah. her lips perceptively like twitch in a kind of smile which I rewound yeah. like 10 times to see it's really <laughs> really subtle um and I don't I don't think it's like so it's fine um but I no. I just thought it was interesting and like I don't know what that's supposed to mean
0: Um, yeah
1: I mean I do think that
0: there's sort of a sort of reductive implication of like robot sisterhood here that
1: which I was kind of feeling a little like I, it I was mean pulling I'm, me I'm here for it I'm yeah. here for
0: it but I I do think it's like worth noting that the main robot is like a white lady and yeah all the other robots die yeah and that's kind of like a holdover from horror movies like right. we sort of realize at the end that that Ava is the final girl and she even puts on a white dress which is like a classic final girl thing. yeah yeah um she finds the the dress that's i think lily is wearing and puts it on
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it's like this white very feminine lacy dress and her final look is also very very high femme yeah like she has she puts on a wig that's like very beautifully curled Mm -hmm. it's like long hair it's very different from the wig that she wore for Caleb.
1: Yeah, and the dress is very... I mean, she only has one dress option there, but it's not like she right, goes back right. to her room.
0: But I do think it's, like, interesting that she's presenting in, like, a very different way, at least in terms of the hair that she chooses. Yeah. And it's kind of like, this is how I want to present, yeah. and it's not for Caleb, it's for me. Right. Or at least
1: that's how I take the scene. Yeah, I think you definitely could see that.
0: And meanwhile, Caleb is, like, leering at her through this yeah. glass window. Yeah, yeah. And he's sticking around, and he clearly thinks... That he and Ava are going to leave together. Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> Guess what, you guys? They're not, um, guys. So it's this very slow thing of, like, Ava assembling herself. And then she walks past Caleb um, yep. and shuts the door behind her.
0: And she doesn't look at Caleb no. at any point well, in this
1: walk. Yes, she walks away and caleb is very confused he starts yeah. banging on the door and he's like uh, <laughs> um, uh excuse uh, me you forgot me right and she gets in the elevator and she lo- and right before she gets in the elevator
0: she turns back to look at one person and it's kyoko's oh, body yeah on the that's floor. true and like you they show her doing that yeah and she doesn't look at caleb and caleb is beating on the door <laughs> right frantically yes. because she's essentially leaving him to die.
1: Yeah. Which is cold. Guys, it's cold. We can t- we can talk about it in a little bit, but she gets <laughs> she gets on the elevator and she and the elevator doors closing and right before it closes her face, she just gives a last look to Caleb. <laughs> Does she? Yes, dude. This is uh, this All is right. so good. She like flicks him a look like fuck you, man and goes <laughs> I'm totally serious. She flicks one last look to him. It's very intentional
0: all right you're missing all these, I these you. looks <laughs> yeah you're you're pausing and checking out looks more often. that's true than I, I did
1: pause and rewind like a billion times but it was there's just so many little details um
0: so then w- so she gets up to this foyer foyer and she's like walking through it and right before she climbs the stairs she like takes a moment and just does this little laugh of joy like i made it yeah and i really like that moment I, it's
1: a it's a real like survivor at the end of the movie moment where she's like <laughs> taking in everything and of course she's never been outside so it's like She's about
0: to go outside and she can see it i felt
1: like this was like a like a real deliberate like everything's brightly colored and we i feel like we get some like some of the green is from her perspective what do you think yeah
0: i mean i don't i don't know it's hard to tell but
1: for me this was like oh like mary in the black and white room is bullshit yeah
0: yeah absolutely and there's one more cut back to caleb he tries to use his key card he tries to use the computer's um they don't work so as far as we know he's stuck there he tries smashing the
1: door yeah Um. and
0: as he's smashing the stool into the door we can see kyoko's dead body in the foreground as sort of like a reminder that he fucked up
1: yeah you know
0: at least that's how i take that Yeah. yeah yeah it could be since it's kyoko
1: shown in the foreground again yeah um ava gets on the helicopter and gets away
0: Yep, she walks in through the woods We don't find out what she tells the guy on the helicopter no. But he's perfectly willing to let a pretty lady get on the Interesting helicopter Interesting combo. yeah Oh, and then the last shot of the movie mm-hmm. Is um, a traffic intersection Yeah,
1: it's Ava at a traffic intersection And, and first we see like all the, the people upside down All the down. people walking
0: by We see sort of an upside down reflection of the traffic intersection yeah. Like through a window almost Yeah And we see shadows walking And then we see like one silhouetted shadow Mm-hmm and then we see her through a reflection in the glass. And she's just, like, looking around at all the people around her. Yeah. And taking it in.
1: Which is so necessary because then it's like, oh, she's being very genuine about this dream of hers. Um, yeah. And so there and are it, times like, when. it,
0: shows to you that she wasn't lying the whole time. Yeah. This is something that she wanted. Right. And I mean, I think. I mean, obviously this ending is controversial. Yes. Because, like, every man on the internet is always like, why didn't she take Caleb with her? Mm-hmm that is the conversation about this movie that everyone has is yes. why why does caleb have to die and
1: i mean i feel like it's clear but <laughs> well i will say I, I will say the first time i saw this movie i was i was pretty shocked
0: yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and
1: it well, And for it took a while for me to realize that caleb was definitely dead because i was like oh he could just like leave <laughs> i mean it's sort of unclear yeah like, is there
0: maybe a way out? They don't show him dying, so no. there there's a potential for him to maybe get out somehow. Yeah. we just don't
1: know what yet. Right. Um. And like, if he gets out, how does he get in touch with human civilization? Is anyone going to look for it? Wah wah. So there's. My mind was occupied with that for a while. I was like, wait, what does this mean? But it was also. I mean, like, <laughs> admittedly, I'm somebody who likes stories about people falling in love. Um. I wasn't mm. super into Caleb Ava. Um yeah. but but my brain was expecting it to conclude in that way. Um Yeah. And,
0: and I think that the movie invites you to into that false sense of security. Right.
1: And all our knowledge of movies and cinema as a whole invites us into that. Um yeah. because and even I mean, you were saying like you had hopes for the movie, but you're like, Oh but that definitely won't happen because yeah, yeah, yeah. we have an expectation. I mean,
0: even though- I, when the movie did that and subverted my expectations and like did the wish fulfillment thing, where like, you know how if you go see a movie and you don't like the male character in it you're like god you know she should have just left him like it's like the thing that you say with your friends as a joke where you're like why was that guy even there she should have just left him and like dated her female friend like you know what i mean like it's like this is like the joke that you tell is like why didn't Ava and kyoko just run off together it's like there's no reality where that movie happens and that's not even really quite what we get right but it's, like, almost what we get And the fact that it's even close Is, like, remarkable to me Yes I mean, I think that there's a better version of this movie That sticks the landing a little more With, like, robot sisterhood And, like, makes a more coherent argument About, like, what that means Yeah um, But I also think that the movie By subverting the expectation of, like Caleb deserves Ava And yeah. he did everything right, didn't he? Shouldn't he get to have a hot robot girlfriend who would be completely like compliant to him because how could she go anywhere? She's an ageless, eternal, <laughs> immortal robot who's a thousand times smarter than he is and way out of his league in every particular. But come on, like he saved her, right? Like he did his time. Yeah. Like it's it's just like invites you to question that assumption and yes it's very extreme mm-hmm. but this is a horror movie and it's yeah. not real and it's more about like what it's saying you know what I mean yeah. like it's not And I, so, I'm so i not saying that Caleb deserves to die <laughs> I'm just saying that I think it's like a really interesting way to end the movie yeah
1: and I think um so the second time around I, I liked it a, a lot better because I, w- I wasn't as focused on the mystery and I wasn't so thrown off by the reveals at the ending and yeah the, which co- goes pretty quick
0: and you have to kind of be like wait what it, right
1: the it was the double (laughs) reveal that really threw me off where caleb's like i already did it i was like wait when did he what like i it was a lot for me um it is a lot right and so this time around i could really focus on i could i tried very hard to try to understand ava's perspective and what she might be seeing um and what might justify her decision in the end and i feel like the movie isn't taking a stand on morally what her decision says Um, I think what the movie is doing is saying, can you at least like understand why Ava might make that decision Um, or what might motivate her and kind of challenging your perception of of her like as a just a thing or like a program and and
0: yeah and be like maybe she's a person and and if a person was raised in this environment and this was all that they knew yeah and also they were incredibly intelligent like how would they get out of it what would they do and how would they see their captors yeah and and her only you know somebody colluding with their captor and sort of how would they treat that person and what would they and somebody their captor brought
1: in to test her to see if she could live or not
0: Yeah, like, Caleb is in a position to essentially decide whether she lives or dies. As far as she knows. Right, you're
1: not going to like that person. And,
0: like, she... I mean, a lot of reads on this movie are that Ava is also doing a test to decide whether Caleb will live or die. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he fails. Well, And and something that supports that is the fact that... So we get the Ava session, blah, 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 Ava session, blah, blah, blah. Well, after Nathan's dead um yeah. right after she kills him and before like she interacts with Caleb for the last time we get Ava's session number whatever yeah. yeah so it's it's like oh is Ava testing you know it, it kind of flips that a little bit um
0: right and and you don't really know what Ava's test for Caleb is yeah. and I mean we can sort of make some guesses and be like why did he fail I mean I think the Kyoko part of the mm. story is important for that reason yeah and it's part of why Caleb fails but also like his expectations and the way that he saw Ava I think are another reason mm-hmm. um and I, I think she just never got the sense that he could see her as a real person. Yeah. I mean But I mean, it, I don't know. It's all inferences right. and it's all like my own emotional like take on things that I don't know. Right. I have no idea. Yeah.
1: And I, and so I think it I mean, no matter what, it's going to be interesting for people to talk with each other and, and try to ask themselves, like, what how do I feel about this and how might I respond if I were Ava or how if I were Caleb. Um So it was really interesting. I'm really glad I watched it an additional time because it was much more like intellectually fulfilling for me this time.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, it definitely, I mean, going into the witch with these expectations is part of why I felt so incredibly let down by the ending of the witch. Yeah. Because it's like she decides to become a witch and kill her family, but there's no sense of that being deserved or like led up to in a way that worked for me yeah it's another situation where we sort of see this girl in a situation that she will never get out of like this confining patriarchal system that she can't escape and can't see a way out of Mm -hmm. and then the way out is this sort of mysterious
1: witch power or just killing people or just a different patriarchal system
0: yeah Yeah. and that she doesn't really get to choose Yeah, and the fact that Thomason is, like, good until the very last second and keeps trying, like, really hard to do the correct thing according to rules and then, like, eventually is like, I guess I'll just become a terrible person. Right. Because that's what I'm supposed to be. I mean, the fact that people like that movie, but they don't like a movie where the entire time a female character is, like, really weighing her options and being like how do I get out of this like who should I lie to when should I lie what parts of myself should I reveal like I don't know I mean I guess that's a much more complicated character mm-hmm. but that is a character that I can relate to more because you know I regularly just leave men to die and yeah. in rooms
1: no I know that about um, you
0: but also just like constantly weighing my actions and being like okay everything that i do is going to be perceived in a certain way yeah for sure and i i need to like really carefully consider everything that i'm doing because of public scrutiny yeah like i don't know it was relatable to me to watch this movie and be thinking about that yeah like like a joke that i've told many times is like posting the gif of ava in the glass box and being like me on twitter and like (laughs) then posting the gif of her entering the elevator while caleb is beating on the door and me being like me muting men on twitter (laughs) and like just like the the level of entitlement that caleb has over ava's time and like believing that she owes him something yeah i don't know it's very relatable to me
1: yeah um i will say too with the witch um comparison I feel like Thomason, we're limited in our knowledge of Thomason's motivations and and internal thinking as much as Ava, but Ava feels intentional um, yeah. and and more thoroughly realized and more challenging than Thomason um, right because Thomas like Thomason's actions are like, you know I, they're straightforward like she she has like a linear track that she has to follow, and that's pretty much it. Um. whereas Ava could make a lot of different choices make some challenging ones for the audience um, but it is definitely has like internal motivation and, and thoughts about that that we don't have access to so, which I feel like yeah. is much more interesting um, it
0: is and, and I think like the fact that Ava makes decisions that are uncomfortable to watch and like unpopular is a more interesting movie yeah. and a more interesting character because then you leave and you're like what was she thinking? Which which parts of Ava do we really know? Do we, the audience, ever get to know Ava? We don't really have a right to know her. And it, like, sort of forces you to interrogate that and be like, you know, can anybody be themselves in captivity? And, like, what does that mean? Yeah. I don't know.
1: It's really compelling. How does oppression and, I mean, impact your own identity and presentation and the distance yeah. between those two things? Like, there's so much to unpack and i you know i i definitely i think a lot about this movie um after i watch it um because there's just there's so much to kind of like i feel like three days from now i'll think of a scene and be like what did that mean you know like you could just keep doing that (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I mean, even after watching it three times, I still feel like there's stuff I don't notice about it, and and Clearly, things I notice no. each time. Yeah, like for example, I haven't really ever seen the movie at all, but Mary Ellen has mm-hmm. and all those little. I haven't really noticed anything in it, honestly. Yeah, I mostly closed my eyes, and I was like, "Cool soundtrack." I hear a man dying, and so I'm satisfied.
1: <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so what were we thinking we would do next? Were we gonna just stick with lady revenge movies? Uh, I mean it seems
1: like the, with the poll we did on Twitter, it seemed like a lot of people the next most popular choice was Hard candy Gone Girl.
0: Yeah, because guys, we've watched way too many dude movies, yeah, and we've just decided to watch movies. We're gonna start where killing men, <laughs> utterly destroy people. Yes. Um, mostly men yeah so which one of those two do you want to do first this is a mary ellen pairing i haven't seen hard candy before i actually haven't seen gone girl i've
1: only read the book so this is two new movies for me i which one would i like to do 1st let's do gone girl first okay cool we've already heard
0: from some listeners who both love and hate gone girl so this is going to be another Mm. uh potentially controversial choice um and it won't
1: be i'll say it won't be the week after you're hearing this episode. No.
0: Oh, so uh it's okay. I know people love this podcast, but Who? these take me forever to edit because <laughs> we record like 3 or <laughs> 2 hours of content. So, um I don't know when the next app is going to be out, but probably like there will be a week break between apps. We don't really have like a solid schedule for this Listen, show, guys. God, we're... Just subscribe. <laughs> we'll put out apps when we put out apps. Yeah. Um, but we'll probably take a week break and then and then do the next step. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, like
1: I did, Mary Ellen and I will figure out the timing. There probably won't be another like two and a half month break. I mean, hopefully not. Yeah. I mean, and we'll let you know if there will be. Yeah, yeah. We we'll
0: keep you updated. And the place where you can stay updated is is Twitter mm-hmm. because we have a Twitter account. We've got Let's Watch Two on Twitter, and I'm on Twitter. Also, I'm at Minnie Myers, and I am
1: at Mary Ellen Murr. So that's
0: a place you can keep up with us. And obviously we're on SoundCloud and iTunes Mm -hmm. and you can email us and let us know what you think about these movies that we liked
1: or didn't like. And as always, if you have negative feedback,
0: we're going to want you to limit it to
1: one sentence.
0: Otherwise. Yeah. 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 Try to keep it to just that one mm -hmm. sentence because you know, it's polite. And also we don't really give a shit. Um, so, (laughs) uh, that's
1: it. Yay. We did it. We're almost at three hours. Do you realize that? I do realize that. We had a lot to say. This is like a very serious, like, Maddie and Mary Ellen have a discussion episode. I know. This is like you guys went out and, like, got coffee with us and we just kind of, like, sat around with blankets and talked about (laughs) talked about We just, like, talked about
0: robots and, like, gender. You guys got to know us on, like, another level this
1: episode and I feel really close to all of you. Yay.
0: (laughs) Hopefully, people aren't too upset that we liked this movie about a lady killing a man. (laughs) um by now they should expect sorry it. male listeners yeah, as always as, as we always should except that we're
1: not actually sorry no. really we should pre-record like a half like hearted apology to all men like a sorry not sorry that we just put yeah in, for uh, every internet. episode yeah cool anyway until next time <laughs> we'll be will be watching watching two, two movies. movies nice
0: yay we did it Yay, yay! Follow us at atomicblueproductions.com or support us at patreoncom blue Productions.